Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Dassler and with me as always... Ben Vanell here. It's so good to see you again, Tommy. It's been a whole week and we've reconvened here to count down our top five games of the year. Adam, it feels like you're a stranger to me. It's been that long. (laughs) It's. I'm so confused because we just recorded the other part moments ago in real life. No, it's been a week. It's been a week. No! I've I've rethought my list. I've... uh, I've reshuffled some stuff up from number 10 into well, number I'm not one. I'm in favour of that. <laughs> Let's be serious. That's for a just second. silly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year for three days yes. from now, everybody. Yeah, this will be the last time you hear from us. You could round out the year. Hey, what is it at exactly? Well, we don't know how long this episode is. At 10.40 p.m. on New Year's oh, Eve, oh, yeah, play on means. Filthy Casuals <laughs> to have a great midnight. Well, you know, not everyone listens to this hot off the presses. You yeah. know, New Year's Eve is two days after this goes up, so mm-hmm. I could imagine someone leaving this until they're... You know, they're getting ready around the house. You yes. Know. Get, go out, get a slab, get on the lash. <laughs> yeah. Get on the lash with the boys. I reckon tr- take it. Don't hate acid. the game of the year. Hate the player <laughs> or whatever. Don't hate the player of the year. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yes, we're counting down our top five games of this year, uh-huh. 2022. It's been a ripper year. Loved that first part. Yeah, uh, a lot of interesting games, a lot of overlap though, and it's time to get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, and look, and full respect to anyone who saw last week's go out and saw ten to six and went, "Fuck that! I'm giving this one a miss. <laughs> I'm going straight in on five to well, one." Well, little did you know, if you're listening to this without having listened to the first part, uh, there's a bunch of callbacks and like a, a code implanted in the <laughs> yeah. first part that you will not understand if you didn't listen exactly. to it. Exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> we did it moments ago and there's no code. <laughs> Adam just <laughs> refusing to suspend his disbelief, buy into any bits this week. Um, but, but hey, maybe we've run out of doing bits. It's been a long year. Like on the internet, you, you an article is either just a list or just a bit. Right. This mm-hmm. is the list episode. No, it's good to celebrate the, the games of the year and uh, 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 the fact that I think like three or something came up mm. from our ones from last week and we were like, we'll talk about that later means that there'll be some freshies this week too. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So yes. far a bit more overlap than I think we were all expecting. Yeah. I, I think so maybe. Yeah. But the, certainly the list positions have been all over the shop. That's true. We're going to yeah. do our top fives and also some more honourables. Yes. And also the listener Game of the Year. Yes. There's a top 10 from that. Thank you to everyone who voted for that. Yeah. And again, thank you to everyone for listening for the whole year. I'm saying it again. We'll yeah. say it at the, the end year. of the episode again. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm going to say it all the time. I've had a couple of New Year's sherries and you I'm have not. and I'm maudlin. <laughs> now he's back in the bed. He's not. You haven't had anything but water and coffee to drink today. What are you talking about? Um, but uh, yeah, and to be clear, the listener the listener poll is was a public one. It's not just patrons. Yeah. Uh, although we have been checking in with patrons for like reviews throughout the year, and so that is uh, something we'll continue to do if that's something that mm. interests you. But public listener poll. The the real the real uh, pulse of the filthy listeners. That's it. Yeah. yeah, some overlap of that so far, but we'll go over that like before the the grand final. We That's will. It. We the will. number one. <laughs> yes. Shall the, we the, get sh- in the Super Bowl of games? <laughs> That's right. The filthy casuals number one game of the year. Where it's Who's just, it going to be? <laughs> yeah, it's one game versus itself. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. In the grand final. <laughs> just the Dallas Cowboys coming out and taking a victory lap. <laughs> That's or right. Whoever the best one is. All right, shall we get into the top five? Let's, I'd love let's to. Let's do it. My number five game of 2022, Splatoon 3. Hey, wow. that was my number seven, so we'll talk about it earlier if you don't mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to last week. <laughs> and, edit this uh, into the previous episode. No, I actually yeah, we, did talk about it a bit last week because it was an honourable of mine, but uh, yeah. Splatoon 3. My number seven, your number five. Ben's Honourable, a good fucking game all round. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, yeah, I, be, knowing that with these games, they it's it's a bit more of the same. couple little tweaks here and there in the lead up to it. I wasn't really getting hyped for it. You know, it's just mm. kind of in the back of my mind. Like, mm-hmm. I'll play that. I'm not, you know, but I'm not like jumping out of my skin excited about it. And then uh, played it for... Three or four hours or so on the flight back from Singapore, and god damn, just was like, Oh, that's right, these games fucking rock. <laughs> so, part of it being in my top 10 as well, because like the, the multiplayer is obviously similar to Splatoon 1 and 2. Yep, they have a good thing going and they're keeping up with it. They chucked what was the new mode? Was it not Salmon Run? That was Salmon existing. Run was from 2. I think it's mostly the same sort of stuff okay. as from. I don't know if there was like a new new mode. Salmon Road, uh, Salmon Run is uh, in the last one. It was timed. It would be on yes, for like an hour a day right. or something. Yeah, that's so that's right. the big change. They opened that, that up. Sh- I mean, sh- shouldn't have needed to be an iteration. Seems crazy to have ever was done weird. it that way. But yeah. Yeah. In, in two for sure. <laughs> but like the multiplayer is still great. The thing for me was that I'd never really played one of the Splatoon single players before. Right. I played a bit of the, the first Splatoon's one misunderstood the scope of it to be honest and loved it in three right yeah so part of it is like going back and seeing one and two single player now mm. and and loving the third one the most out of those three yeah what they did with the the single player mode for this one was fucking awesome i thought it's so good and like it's it's great to hear that because i think you were saying this about something else earlier in relation to me like uh it's always something that i thought you would enjoy right and it, but like right. a lot of people it's like they really put the multiplayer so front and centre. In when they do the directs about it, they spend about forty-five minutes talking about one type of hat you can get, <laughs> and then at the very end they'll be like for three seconds, oh yeah, and it, yeah, it's single player as well. I think yeah. in the first one, most people thought it was just like a tutorial, you know, right. or like a glorified and it tutorial. Gets but described as that, which undersells it so much, and it kind of. It sort of isn't because it's like no. it's cool that it's all the same controls and mechanics, but it's cool that f- that that manages to work in a four v four multiplayer match, and also for these single player state, like mm. that the same mechanics yeah. work in these two completely different formats of game is really impressive. It gives you a chance to test out all of the weapons and that yep. sort of stuff, or most of them, and whatever. But it does it by giving you these 
uh, quick, smallish levels that have a specific goal in them that are all so creative and um, so varied that the, the the whole time it's maybe about four or five hours sort of long that you're going between these different islands in this like underground world learning this much more interesting story than i thought there was in yeah. splatoon of like this really weird um description of how the world ended and how the squids evolved and everything i think we talked about this when we reviewed it but like i kind of it this is the one that really propelled the series to for me into like Top tier Nintendo IP territory. Mm. It always mm. kind of felt like, yeah, Splatoon's a bit of fun, but just in terms of like the character design and the amount of characters and yeah, world building and like lore and stuff they have in this one now, it really does make the whole kind of conceptually the whole thing feels so much more fleshed out now yeah. and so much more whole and believable. It really, um, yeah, massively came into its own in the third one where like I went and demolished every single one of the. Uh, the bits and pieces that you can get in the single player here. It's the, 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 the variety in there was just so fun. That speed that it's throwing it all at you with is really enjoyable. The ending is crazy and really fun and like original and just silly and unique. And I, there was all of that like Nintendo flair and character and personality and creative and creativity thrown into the single player of three without even talking about the, the multiplayer is fantastic other than connection issues that were with it for a while that yeah it, it blew me away mm. yeah i i think like for me a lot of this year is sort of uh, exemplified by the a lot of the big triple a stuff that came along just didn't really do it for me was fine was technically impressive but it just didn't really have that like that fun and that wow factor. And like we said on last week's episode, the Switch is just it's really showing its age. It, and but also, you know, they do a great job in this of like in the actual the multiplayer and the single player. It's it's smooth sixty frames. Right. It's, it's not showing its, its age with Splatoon. At yeah, all. No, it's laggy in the lobby. But that's just you you're just walking around going from A to B. It doesn't really matter at all. But yeah, I mean, even games on the Switch that are a little technically lacking, it's still it's like it's still a reminder that it's like Nintendo at their best is like just that's that's what I connect with the most in games. Like there was, yeah, I felt very I felt kind of across the board a little let down with the. With the AAA stuff on the on the bigger consoles this year, and and just getting getting experiences like this that, yeah, just just fun, just fun and creative, and yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe my like biggest smile while playing a game this year was the sort of ending portion of Splatoon Three. Mm. Yeah, right. The single player bit. Great music. Fucking really cool music. The little card game they've chucked in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is super fun. Yeah. Card game, unlocking all your little outfit stuff, unlocking the weapons and the, the variety in that, which has always been like a great aspect of the franchise. Yeah. Continues to be really fun and, and you can have your own little play style and character that you yep. that you like. It's, your locker with yeah. all the bits and pieces you can oh, chuck yeah. in there to show off that to people. That was sick. The gacha, the little gacha stuff at the front. Yeah, I really enjoyed all of that stuff. Uh, that, that sort of... Um, "Quote unquote superficial stuff about it yeah. was all to my taste, it's and it's really cool. It's yeah. fun and full of character, and and like that's the best way to do that sort of like those um 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 uh, what do you call them superfluous aesthetic things because cosmetics oh. yeah <laughs> um the way that they are implemented in most games 
is what makes them uninteresting. That they're right. bad looking fucking hats and shit. You don't care about them. Yes, but it's also fun to get. In the design this, and then when you get so them, cool is yeah. and yeah, yeah. It's and so it, it feels like it all, it it all feels believable. Like there's all the different brands of stuff. I don't, and I can, don't think that a little squid could run around in a pair of shorts. <laughs> if the world ended and then <laughs> years and years ago, the, it honestly makes it believable. No. The backstory of Splatoon is way God more cool than I thought. God put the dinosaurs in the <laughs> ground. It's not. There's no such thing as evolution. But no. I feel like there's a like you know you can tell it's like this is the equivalent of like a Supreme and this is like a Nike and right. like, oh yes the yeah. fact that there's all there is just such a consistent aesthetic. It's like you notice the little like brand names and stuff. It's like it's not just like yeah ex- what what you're talking about, Adam. When it's like it's done in like the blandest way of like yeah. oh pink shoes. A <laughs> camo but in this, gun. it's like mm-hmm. you really do feel like you have and yeah playing people online who have these like incredible fits and being like oh man i gotta grind a bit harder to get some of that stuff because that looks incredible Mm. the weapons are fun the multiplayer is still good it is very similar to two um but uh, how much of a negative that is is down to taste somewhat as with a lot of games this year that people throw the criticism at it that it feels like dlc or whatever right it is weirdly a subjective thing that sort of point of view I'd like to see them push out a bit more from here I feel like 2 almost just felt like 1.5 because the people that had played 1 on the Wii U really liked it but no one had a Wii U so they had a bit of a gimme there of like we can sort of just shuffle over a lot of the same stuff this feels sort of more like 2 where they've opened up the single player a bit more and yeah they've added the card game and sort of gone for it a a little bit more and all the design stuff but Mm. yeah it would be interesting to see I assume, yeah, the next one will be on whatever the next console is. It would be interesting to see them sort of like, yeah, push it out a little bit further. I agree with that because each one has been a bit of a 0.5 jump. Yeah, so they've been playing it pretty safe. again but would be a yeah. bit much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it probably won't. There is a lot of, there's been a lot of support for it and, and like a huge player base. Like surely, yeah, they, they have the, the credits in the bank with... Nintendo themselves to be like, yeah, let's get a bit more resource here. Let's let's push this a bit yeah. further. And yeah. their general thing is that if they don't have an idea for a sequel, they won't do it. Yeah, true. Splatoon yeah. is the weird outlier with that. Yeah. But, uh, Which I think they recognise it's like, it's kind of our game as a service game, you know, like yep. we, we are just going to keep pumping them out. Good maps, the multiplayer thing still totally works of rather Such than... a good formula. The new maps are awesome Coming too, up with like a new way to do a multiplayer shooter yeah. in the way that Splatoon 1 did, it still fucking works because yeah. nothing else is quite like it. Well, yep. yeah, and you see a lot in reviews, it's like, this is Nintendo's take on it. And of course, it's like a kid-friendly version where you're not shooting, you know, you're not right, right. deliberate, you know, the aim isn't to shoot the other people. But it doesn't even come across as that. It doesn't no. even feel like, no, oh, this no. is just being done to like as a as a concession to not being able to blow someone's head off. It's just like this makes sense as a format. Yeah, you, you know, you, yeah, you, it's you, a cool different idea with lots of strategic depth. Yeah, mm. as well that that totally plays out in those multiplayer matches that are, uh, yeah, I continue and as to with enjoy all mm. of Nintendo's multiplayer stuff. Still fun to play, even if you're terrible at it. <laughs> you know, yeah. what I mean? you can still you can still get in the mix in Smash Brothers or Mario Kart, even if you're getting demolished. And it's the same with this. You yeah. can you can hang back, you can swim around. Your your respawn times are pretty quick. Yes. like you're not going to feel like a being bad at this versus being bad of call at uh, being or bad like at Call of Duty or like an Overwatch or something. Yeah, like that. completely yeah. different. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, Splatoon Three is good. 
Well, you mentioned strategic depth. <laughs> uh, did I? Did he? Yeah. And hmm. you mentioned octopuses <laughs> and squids. You mentioned Nintendo. Did we? Did we? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're crazy. You're imagining this. <laughs> I do feel gaslit. <laughs> it hasn't been a week. <laughs> uh, my number five game of the year. See if you can guess. Strategic Depth, Nintendo game. It's a Mario plus Rabbit. Oh, hey. yeah. Is this, is this mother going to come up later on? This was my number eight yep. from last week. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was my seven from last week. Wow, I oh, well, love this game more than you guys. Mm. It's a really good game. It's a fantastic game. That yeah. I enjoyed very much too. Better Again, it's better. It is, I think, significantly better and very different to the previous one. Uh, it's not so much a Splatoon you know, iteration. It's They change that movement stuff, which does free up the feeling of, of each round. It has a huge impact on how you're yeah. playing it. The, yeah. like your, uh, the, the, the type of things you can do in your turn... Is massively expanded from the first one, and it the levels, the overworlds, all of that stuff. <laughs> ben just shat a brick because he was thinking about it. it you know, it it was it's much more expanded. Like that yeah. that first one was very restricted and 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 more just like a little diorama. And but you had to yeah. be thinking. It, it just felt less fluid. You had to be Absolutely, thinking in yeah. advance, setting up your thing, like playing snooker or whatever. Mm-hmm. You needed to know your next move, which you're still doing this, but this has more of a feeling of just like throwing the balls into the corner pockets in a really fun way. And sometimes yeah. if you can bounce one ball off the other ball and it goes even further. But you can fucking demolish the other player in your first turn yeah. and that feels great. But like, yeah, the the overworld, the levels, there's there's puzzles to solve. That you're collecting shit. Like it's it's relatively simplistic, but it's got way more side optional stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the first one really had or maybe it had very, very mild ones, but it like it had some. Yeah, yeah. You can you can plow through the objectives in the overworld pretty yep. quickly. There's only really like two or three like main battles that you have to do. Yes, and then you go back to the world, and there's just like tons of them that are unlocking. A lot of them are these little uh, what are they called in the the loomers? The but what are they called? Uh, the, the, the star. Do they just sparks? call them sparks? They're sparks. They yeah. are sparks. You're right. You're yeah. little kind they're of ho- they're hopes. It's in the title. <laughs> yeah. What are those little rabbits that aren't quite rabbits? <laughs> they're like more rabid than rabbits. What are they called? Plus. I think they're uh, pluses. That's the pluses, yeah. But yeah, and then uh, you're unlocking, unlocking new ones of them that are going to help you later again. So you don't have to do them, but it is, yeah, it's one of those things, one of those rare games where the side stuff isn't just for like a bit of extra to do and some stuff that doesn't really matter. It can right. really change the like... Yeah, the layout of how you're playing the game. And you uh, unlocking the, the world-specific currency, which lets you get like the little uh, weapon skins and stuff like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually it's the challenges are fun to do. Like it's They're all battles and all the battles are really fun. I was going through and like eating up every one of those worlds and yeah. doing 100% of it or like Galactus 98% style. of it and not being able to fucking find yeah. one of those dumb little robots who tells you a bit of background mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Oh, there's always one of those cunts who I can't find. <laughs> but other than that, I love doing every side thing. Like it yep. all, because it, it's one of the very few games where the side battles or random battles, they would be in other games. I was deliberately running straight yeah. for oh, them. Yeah, yeah. Because the combat and the, 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 is so much fun. It's great. It's, I think yeah. I'm, I, it's the reason it's not high for me, and I'm a bit of an outlier in this. I actually really do like the movement in one. I don't. Okay. I, I really like this too, but I don't. For me, it's not far and away better. That, right. that aspect of it, I did like the grid-based movement. Um, and it's more, a bit more of a puzzle. Yeah, and design-wise, the the thing that lets it down for me is that like it's a bit less Mario-y. I thought right. that was like the joy of the first one was seeing it. Yeah. It was like 
it's Mario plus. So it's like this weird take on like, oh yeah, he's a you know he's a rabid Donkey Kong boss. And with this one, Ubisoft have either they've been given more freedom or they've just decided to do it. It's a lot more of their touch on it, which isn't really to my personal taste. I I did the Wiggler try and fight the other day, and yes. that's cool. But yep. it, that stuff is a little bit too few and far between for for my taste and what I really loved about the first one right i was hoping they'd go harder with that in this like i wanted you know i wanted like a rabid wario on the team you know like they brought in bowser and then they brought in a new character rosalina's cool i just i you know i really wanted them to like go for it a little bit more with that side of it. i think i agree that the reason it was relegated to the full real time week ago that we talked about (laughs) our uh previous five games was it it lost a touch of that personality that i think the the writing and the voice acting in particular in this one is a little bit less than the first one like there's not the equivalent of that like singing boss from the first one type of thing in this for me but it is what is there is still good and i think the worlds look fantastic yeah none of this affects the gameplay it's just like yeah it's just a it's a cetera it's a it's a taste thing for like what i was hoping aesthetically would be in it that's not but that doesn't have any bearing on it's not ma- the and that this uh ran real poorly on the switch like the loading and the and that sort of stuff was yeah the loading was a me. long time the, the, the menu screens time. and stuff like that could have been pumped up a bit but yeah i, I don't care about the mario stuff like i'm right. not i'm not a huge mario fan we're forgetting he's a yeah a fucking freak <laughs> it, this this could have all been rabbits you and grew I, up in nightclubs with the playstation that's right that's true <laughs> yeah. I played wipeout i like gex um, uh, Gex plus rabbits. <laughs> Imagine oh. that there was less Gex in the second one. Now, how do I you feel? Can, oh, about I, it? I can empathize, and it's factually true. <laughs> like they did lean more into the rabbits, but well, I mean, this could have been yeah. a rabbits game. Uh, it could have been rabbits strategy battle. Agreed. And I, I would have had as much it's still, fun. Yeah, no, totally. I yeah. would like, still have this game as my eighth or seventh or whichever one it was. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, in the, I mean, in the DLC pack, they're bringing out Rayman. As yes, a character, yes. Which is moving even further away from 45 rabbits. There's 45 rabbits on the other team. <laughs> That's what you said, right? <laughs> which you get, yeah, it's a shame. Like, we got that sick Donkey Kong one for the first one, which I loved. But I mean, I'm, I'm also totally into just like, yeah, Rayman being a character in this. Rayman's is, great. It's cool, yeah. yeah. Rayman's great. Yeah. It, I think that is it that like. Edge is never going to beat Wario or whatever. <laughs> right. Edge yeah. being the new. But I think that's it. Him having him as a character in the party is like, guys, get real. <laughs> like, <laughs> I what think is this? Unf- specifically, he is poorly designed. Like, I, I can. Edge? Yeah, I can imagine. Is Edge, Edge is a woman, I think. It's, yeah. Is it? I think, yeah. I think so. Good of you to not notice, though. Yeah, I don't see gender. Um, <laughs> I don't see anything. I, I do see. Uh, I close my eyes. Green. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, like, hypothetically, take out all the Marios and design the Rabbids as interesting characters, I would be just as happy. Yeah. Sure. It, it is a shame that Edge is kind of a, a shitty design. Because I like yeah. some of the other ones, like the, the yeah. ghost lady was fine. Ghost lady, like, yeah, little mare Rabbids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the, there is, like, that personality is in the world. Very much so. I like the fortune teller lady. Yeah, I like yeah. all of that stuff. And they talk now. They I love, do talk. I love Rabbit Mario going, take it easy. Yes, yeah. Yes. I, your your robot buddy talks in a voice I didn't expect him to have. Right. From right. the first He's one. It's very C3PO. It's us. I'm not down with it. And it's yeah. like, 
He doesn't need to be... It's like you did a whole game <laughs> that was popular enough for you to make a sequel mm. and he didn't talk. It's, Don't worry about it. We yeah. talked about it at the time, but it's so weird that him and the AI are the only ones who say every one of their lines. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. The and that's oddest. the other thing. It's like, why is there a second robot? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. There's, it's, there's no point to it. But yep. all these quirks are kind of... F- like just silly because the game is so much fun mm. it is it, finding the right combinations or your favorite combinations mm. of characters and giving them sparks that make them seem fucking invincible oh yeah if you give peach like the invisibility spark mm-hmm. she can just get up in people's shit with her shotgun oh yes. and demolish people yep oh i love to murder <laughs> it's, it's i love such to murder coopers game. yeah like that I think my combo was like Luigi, Luigi, Rabid Mario, and Rabid Peach. I'm okay. the same. Which is, yeah. You got long a healer, ra- you got long range. Yes. And you got a close up, honey. That's honey. right. That's Luigi's right. great. Luigi, Luigi does a good job with his sniper that, rifle. It, the fact that the further... I didn't even twig to this at first. The further away he is from yeah. a target, the more damage he does. Right. It's great. It's a great mechanic. It makes you think more laterally about how you approach the battles. You keep him yeah. back. You use him to team jump the other yeah, two a bit closer. Yes. Team jumping Mario is officially. fucking awesome. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, you can... I mean, that Putting it, the, setting everyone up so that Luigi can team jump his way <laughs> so far away. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, being able to like move him. I mean, that that is... Yeah, that... that, that it, that changes it heaps from the first game yes. where you don't have to do your movement and be locked in. You can move him up, get him to do, you know take him to the edge of the range of someone else, get them to do the team jump, and then just like send him back to wherever you right. want him. That first little, that first little bit of your turn where you're just doing movement that can yes. go for. I mean, that was like a one click thing and done in the last one. This mm. can it can go for. Yeah, five minutes in this as you kind of like lay it all out. Yeah. It's so good and so Moorish. It might literally be the only game this year where I never tried to avoid a fight. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it's just so uh, engaging yeah. every single time. And all of the fights are... You you are playing to whatever the objective is so much that they all feel different enough because yes. each one yeah. tends to have... a sometimes only slightly different, but usually pretty different thing like of survive for this many turns, yep. but there's some twist thrown in there that yep. makes them and all... New enemies come along, that's right. you know, every now and then where it's like these ones can go invisible, these ones are... These ones also have the ability that some of your characters have of if you come into a field of movement, you'll get yes. you know you'll get taken out. So the fireball ones that may yep. send your characters running off around. Those like, big yeah. beefy guys that... You know, can just wipe you out in one hit. Yes, really difficult to achieve mixture of accessibility and depth that Mm. most games don't get right. But this one absolutely does. Yeah, it's my fifth favorite game of the year. I'm starting to think I fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) It's Lev was saying he's been playing it with uh, his kid, and Ah. uh, they're like Archie's doing the like overworld exploration stuff, and then doing the you know doing the. the incidental fights, mm-hmm. and then Lev's taken over for the like mm. the big because yeah the and the the difficulty there was like a big spike in the first one all of a sudden yes and this is just like a I don't think I got past that spike honestly yeah. I don't think I finished the first it's, one it's not I, it's kind of more gradual in this but it's also it's more challenging more early on so it feels mm-hmm. a bit more gradual because yeah, yeah, yeah you fr- fr- from pretty early on in those like main um, fights at the yep. end of each world. You really have to be thinking about what you're doing. Like oh, it yeah. felt like the first one you could blunder your way through for yeah, a good third of the game. Mm. This is like straight away it's like, no, you gotta think about your team, gotta think about your movement, gotta think about your sparks. Yeah. No room for error. 
Good game. Good game. Good game. Mario Rabbit, good game. Mm. Don't mind saying it. Good game, spawn point. I do mind saying it in public too loudly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably. That's fair. But uh, yeah, fucking great game. All right. You want to know my number five? I'd love to, yeah. I'm guessing we can talk about this now. Ooh. My game that came in at number five. <laughs> Your game. Is uh, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, yes. Knock yourself out. Yeah. I thought so. Not even on the tens for either of you. Neither of you finished it. <sighs> I can't. Yeah, it's crazy to think back to the start of the year if you had have told me that it wouldn't register in the top ten. Yeah. I feel like this is probably one where once I go back and spend a bit more time with it, maybe I'll feel differently about it because, yeah, it came out at a time where I I did a, I did a good chunk of it for the pod and then I just didn't have the time to commit to it more than that. And it also wasn't, yeah, like it, we talked about on the pod, it. It just didn't. It just didn't grab me. Yeah, yeah. I think a uh, fair few people have had that reaction. I can tell you from having seen our listener polls and stuff. A lot of people like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's the fifth of my favorite games of the year. <laughs> it's weird to feel. I feel weird about feeling so meh about something that is so technically impressive is, on yeah. pretty much every level. Yeah. The the polish game of the year. Yeah, I reckon because it. Is so well, CD Projekt Red didn't release any. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> unless the Witcher one, re- uh, the oh, Witcher three. Polish. Yeah, yeah. We recorded the last episode moments ago, <laughs> so that we can have a New Year's. Um, it is so big budget. This yeah. is the blockbuster, you know, fucking Michael Bay movie of the year. State of the art, you know, camera swinging around. Yep. Millions of dollars, and it really is used to good effect in mm-hmm. this game. That budget, by like the scale of the ex- the side stuff, especially in this, is really confusing. Mm. It's completely missable if you're just going through the main story, and it's really well done. I loved it. The core swinging and slashing gameplay is really chunky and fun, same as the first, where it, it you're you're just I, this was another one where every fight I was enjoying. Right. I, I I loved it the whole time. It drops the ball a bit on the story. Now, I've finished it. Mm-hmm. People have people been clamoring have. for a, a sealed section review. Yeah. Um, do either of you care? And I think it's important, maybe, to do some spoilers of it. I, I reckon, don't care. Yeah, go for it. By the time I do get around to doing more of it, I... I probably will have forgotten everything you've said. All right. There'll be... <laughs> I'm going to play it in the so car on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk some God of War Ragnarok spoilers here to talk about the story, which was the biggest component of why the first one was great. Yes. And the biggest change between the first and the second that has made the second Do you want to say quickly, do you yeah. want to put in the episode description... The time code. I think for this, this chat. is a fair one to so, go through and find yeah. the time yeah, if you, code. Yeah, if you're yeah. listening and you don't want to be uh, spoiled, have a pause, have a look at the episode yeah. description, and work out when you can. Jump It'll, back it, in. I'll have the exact time in there, and it's not going to be a joke time <laughs> where I 69 go. Sixty-nine minutes and uh, sixty-six seconds. <laughs> well, now I think it will be a joke. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to fully go into God of War Ragnarok spoilers here in order to be able to talk about it properly. Yes. Um. And I'm going to give another few moments. <laughs> look for the time code. I <laughs> mean it. Desperately in traffic. Fuck! <laughs> 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 so the game has like less of the um, emotional impact than the first one for me. Right. Well, I mean, the first one was 
a an established character, a tropey, angry man coming to terms with being a father and accepting that you need to like be vulnerable and, and love your son. Right. And that's a really great, universally relevant story. And it it's already happened, so you can't do it again in the sequel. They are doing more of it in the sequel. And the, the thing that they get um, right about that, the moments they get right about that, do still work. There's less of them and they are really backloaded. Right. The story gets better later on. I think it it, it isn't as good with um, Angra Boda in particular is uh, not oh, yeah. a well-written character. Yeah. She does... Uh, the, the way that she is used to try and get Atreus to grow up mm-hmm. and to go off and find his own people and to, you know, like m- to try and move Atreus on as a character um, doesn't work. Mm. as well as it could, I don't think, in this one, because I don't think that they really... As much time as you fucking spend with the two of them getting to know each other and stuff, yeah. I don't think you quite feel that... that um, the, like, the whole story of this one is about Atreus wanting to strike out on his own and for him trying to figure out how to grow up with a helicopter parent. Right. This fucking overprotective... A Hades-copter parent. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Hades helicopter. Yeah. I, yeah, that's I just, not bad at all. Nice. I just imagined yeah. my dad, but he's a helicopter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I was like, now how can I turn this into? He does into like a, a aircraft. He does fly. Yeah, Kratos is always swinging his arms around with those fucking yeah. swords. Yep. He's yes. like a, and and they're that, called blades of chaos, Adam. They're <laughs> swords. <laughs> it kind of works, but uh, it just doesn't quite wallop as hard as the first one did. Right. Well, but, and the, the anger boda anger boda stuff is like. It's a prophecy, so it feels a bit arbitrary, and then so that's where it falls apart the most at the end too. Right, is that right. the prophet the the way that it deals with the prophecy stuff for the entirety of the game, the way in which it chooses to say, "Hey, we can overcome fate mm-hmm. and we can make our own decisions," it doesn't work. Right. Um, Kratos doesn't die. Yeah. Right. Um, and what does happen, and a really good part of the story that I loved was spending this time. The amount of time that you spend with the other characters mm. the way it develops brock a bit more yeah and you you grow to like him there's mm-hmm. this confrontation and the again i cannot say more <laughs> that this is god of war ragnarok spoilers you oh, are that's what this is you are sitting <laughs> Shit. uh you know how your the how sitting sindri's house kind of becomes like your mass effect ship and yep. you've got tia there yes you've got freya there mm-hmm. you've got everyone hanging around they end up because uh, Atreus has gone off and spent some time with Odin. Yes, and and it, it gets treated as this like, oh, is Atreus becoming radicalized by Atreus? Is he Atreus? Uh, yeah. Will he among us? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that plays itself out, and and Atreus kind of reconnects with his dad, and they have some sweet moments of like um, reconnecting, and you get to this moment where they've got kind of a plan of how to start Ragnarok. They decide, mm-hmm. well, we're going to have to fight these gods. Odin's dangerous. We uh, are going to end up causing the end of the world. Uh, Brock starts being suspicious of Tia, and uh, he's like, why are you fucking acting so weird? you got this mask. You want us to go there? What's in it for you? And Tia was Odin all along. Oh, Tia is Odin being... Dressed up, he can okay. change into people. Okay, it works really well. Yeah, right. The second okay. best twist of the year, <laughs> uh, and that got me. And from that point on, you're kind of ramping up this thing. Brock gets killed by Odin in that moment. Great. The way Sindri turns straight away into like 
fuck you guys. You come into my house. You kill my friend. <laughs> fuck you. You've ruined this. And like Sindri takes an interesting turn. But then like the fights at the end, they they kind of, you're fighting Thor and you're fighting Odin in like these kind of just flat land things. It doesn't have that scale. And Ragnarok didn't really need to happen in the way the story works. Right. It's odd. I don't mean to be like down on it, but it, it's worth pointing out that the reason this wasn't way higher for me is because of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the way that it just doesn't nail it in the way that the first one did consistently. Mm-hmm. The second one is a lot poor, more poorly paced. And those good story beats that I'm sort of mentioning here of like, I liked... Um, the idea that Kratos would maybe be deciding to sacrifice himself mm-hmm. for his son, it doesn't play out super well. The prophecy stuff doesn't work. Mm. The Ragnarok stuff is kind of confusingly tossed aside. There's things it's like... It's the title of the game. You do expect it. it's going to be actually, you know, like right. viscerally yeah. a huge moment. And it takes place it. and there's a big siege of, of uh, Asgard right at the end mm-hmm. where, you know, like the thing that they've been setting up where the big snake gets sent back in time mm-hmm. by Thor's hammer happens but for no reason, nothing takes right. it doesn't pay off right? and I think those payoffs aren't really there. The payoff in terms of Kratos and Atreus, like Kratos having a let Atreus go. The first one was about him learning to protect him and yes. to build him and yeah. to like care for him and be despite the fact that he blames himself for his previous child's death, mm-hmm. that growth does lead into Kratos having a grow to let Atreus go, which is the end. Right. And then you, after Atreus leaves, you do the end game stuff with Freya All right. instead. And so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But, and all of that, like all of that extra stuff is really great. Mm. It's so well done. Um, it ju- just, the story wasn't quite there. And like, if it it, it it it's really hard to um, understand why the elements are all there again, but they're so spread thin mm. and so um, less sharp than the first game that it doesn't knock as yeah. hard. Yeah, it's the I mean, second time. I went from you know the first week we reviewed it, I was like. More of the same, but that doesn't matter. Right. Because it's more of the great same. Yeah. And then in within the next week, I was like, yeah, I'm bored. Yeah. It's unfortunately. Just the, uh, yeah. And the like, story is less of the same too, unfortunately. Not yeah. in times right. of fucking minute count. But in terms of that, that razor focus that the first one had on the story between these two people, basically. Mm. And then having another parent and child relationship in there that right. goes wrong right. to help that main story it's just messier yeah yep. it's 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 wider but also shallower and also the first like 15 hours are kind of not that interesting especially when those payoffs don't necessarily come in the way that they did for the first one this just right. feels like the continued adventures of mm-hmm. rather than a honed story that is good just whether or not you're attached to the characters right you know what i mean like yeah it is if you like these characters and are seeing more of their story, then that's what you're getting. It just isn't that elevated thing that the first God of yeah. War or the I 2018 think, yeah. one was. And yeah. not to not to just chime in being negative about to something re- that's to your reiterate, top 10. this is my fifth best game yes, of the year. Yeah. yeah, I the thing that really stuck out for me too in the bit I'd played was the all the combat stuff that you're doing just happens in these 
very similar environments. Like it started to feel, and I know that like most games and Uncharted, for example, it's the same thing, you know, they're, they're just doing a bit more of the same, but you are getting, you know, it's like, oh, now we're in this like temple and now all the guys are coming at me for, oh yeah, there's some yeah. on the roof over there and it, every little, you know, it's like rinse and repeat, bit of exploration, bit of combat, but mm-hmm. the, but the little areas you'd be in and having to kind of, Maneuver and work your way around and work out how to take people out. Well, like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is a twist. Yeah. Whereas this one, I felt like, yeah, I'm doing some traversal. That's fine. Pretty fun. It's all looking cool. And then I'm just in another flat circular area where four people are cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just wasn't feeling enough like, oh, yeah, cool. Now I'm running around in, oh, this is cool. They're using this different environment. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, I kept feeling like, when's it going to throw something at me where I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Um, I, I think my reasoning for wanting to, explain parts of the rest of the story to you as well is that like i can tell you them and now that you have the full picture of them or more of it's like i, I want to express how having all of that didn't necessarily um improve on mm. what was missing from the bits that you guys have played up to do you know what i mean yeah like yeah it's, it just it doesn't deliver on that one point, but I'm gonna stop talking about the story in a second and talk about the things I really like about the gameplay and everything mm-hmm. that make it my fifth best one. Uh, so I'm wondering if this is a good point to let people back in. I'm. You let's tell, make it that. You tell us. We don't know how to spoil it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody who didn't want it spoiled. I'm going to talk a bit more about the gameplay and the stuff I really like about God of War Ragnarok. Then we're going to move on. Mm -hmm. Fuck, it feels good to control. The controls are so honed and the challenges it gives you in this one are so fun. The exploration is great. The bigger areas and all of that feel fantastic. I think some of the side stuff is nice. Just visually, it's incredible. It is still on the PS4 and everything, but it is just the height of what that can do and felt great on a PS5 yeah. to, to look at. The music's good. Uh, it's just, it's it's the most big budget blockbuster, big balls busting game of the year. Chucking that axe and feeling it whack back oh, into your hand. It's still there. Yeah. So good. Those elements of it still really work for me and I devoured it and platinumed it and everything. So uh, it, that is why it is the my fifth favorite game of the year because the time I spent with it, just the level of polish of that, looking at a sheen for that long mm. you're like god damn 11 seasons of two and a half men <laughs> i've been looking at a sheen for a long time it's just a, it's still a very fun game um that you know in the spoiler bit i explain why the story didn't necessarily whack for me as mm. hard but i think that's just because the first one is is top of the top yeah, yeah. in terms of storytelling in a game and this is more along the lines of what the older ones were like, where it's like right. the story isn't necessarily the thing you're going to get out of this, which can feel like a disappointment when it's following up one that was so good. Mm. Anyway, mm. very good game. My fifth favorite of the year. I enjoyed my time playing it very much. All right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Have I made the God of War case here? Yeah. yeah. Then, Your Honor, let me out of here. <laughs> It's got to be... So you're in jail for Grand Theft Auto. We can't just let you out for explaining. I think next to the Did the stenographer take down the time code of when the spoilers yes, ended? Yes, they did. I think next to the technical debacle of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, it's like this and the response to it is like, yeah, such a str- like one of the strangest gaming cases of the year. Mm. It's odd because it's it's such an objectively like well-made game yeah. right yeah and then the 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 like really incredible um 
story and stuff of that 2018 one, maybe being a bit more diluted in this one makes it uh, feel like this weird disappointment. But anyway, yeah, yeah. The fi- and, but I also was, but it's fifth. Best. I've got exactly. a weird relationship. It's it's a disappointment for you in that it wasn't the second best game of the year. Or maybe the best. Or maybe yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it could. It, so, but number five, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Better than six unless, to ten. Unless you're talking about Beatles. <laughs> in which case, the fifth Beatle, there's a hundred of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. My number four game of 2022, Cult of the Lamb. Whoa, baby. I, this guy loves Cult of the Lamb. I absolutely slurped this one down, <laughs> fellas. Well, I've got this as an honourable. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you have it further on? No. Okay. I don't this, have it as an honourable either. Can I tell you what I had for this? It yeah. was the, I wish I hadn't played this on the Switch award. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really enjoying Cult of the Lamb and dropped off of it because of it being the me playing it on the Switch. Right. You mentioned last week your roguelike of the year. Yes. This is mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, never been, never really been sucked into that style of game before. Um, you know, enjoyed dabbling a little bit with your with your life management sim mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but again, never really had the staying power for me. But I tell you what, put them together, <laughs> I was just all the way in from just yeah, pretty immediately just hooked on this with mm. such a great presentation as well, yeah. really nice yeah. music and and like all of the. The look of it is like stuff that's been done by similar games, that type of look. Mm. It was just done really well in that one. Yeah, yeah we're now into in my part away. of the list where all this stuff was stuff that really wowed me and really like turning it on and then just finding myself having a completely unique experience, not just like a, oh, this is good and technically well made, just right. like having that X factor of like doing something different, doing something that was just so like joyous and charming and, and it like... Got, and uh, one of those ones that went from l- seeing it revealed and just thinking it was something completely different, thinking mm. it was like a Habbo Hotel or something. Like it looked like a... <laughs> okay. Well, just a weird... <laughs> it looked like a weird social thing. The screenshots of just like all these little animals. I was like, what right. is this? Is this just a thing where you just log on and you're just chatting? Like it looked like a... I don't know. I couldn't really work out what it was. I thought yeah, it was right. just like a... Hack and slash, like a tunic or right. something, but yeah. And it looks kind of new groundsy when you just look at the static images of it, and then, like we talked about when we had her on the show, Ruby went into bat really hard yeah, for it and yes. made me go, "All right, maybe check this out." And then just, yeah, I just thought the 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 marrying of these two genres into something that became its whole other new thing. That's so just, weird that it's like for you, it's like two bad tastes that taste great together. Not but even they're bad also tastes, such well never, cooked yeah. tastes. Yeah. Like each of those components of this game, I think are also done very well. Totally. So totally, that yeah. adds yeah. to that marriage that like, if two hot people get married, that's better than two ugly people get <laughs> <Yeah>. married. <laughs> that's two, my opinion. <laughs> wow, okay. They're two genres that I probably like may, maybe play like an hour of yeah, and then just sure. be like it's not it's not keeping me coming back. Like I in both of them I'm always left a bit cold. Like yeah. I want I want something else to do. Like I want a bit more permanence. And both yeah, the the existence of the other genre brings out the permanence in it. There's right. a there's a point to the road like cuz you're building up your town and you're you're not just building up your town, you're going off and doing actual gameplay right. to And yeah, not like, yeah, just controlled great, felt so fun and smooth to play. Maybe my, some of my, uh, I want to say favourite, but some of my definite like up there top tier music um, mm-hmm. of the year, just like incredible soundtrack. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, really came out of nowhere and really just, yeah, wowed me. And I just I just had such a good time. Like, yeah, one of the few things this year that, um, yeah, once I started playing it, I just couldn't stop thinking about it and mm. was like yeah. ravenously going back for more. I wish I'd have played more because I was away. I only had the Switch. Yep. I played it on that. It was, I don't know if it's been smoothed out or not because it. I dropped off it because of this. It was very hitchy and bad feeling. Like right. the, 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 the combat was clearly good but just didn't feel good to play on the Switch at the mm. time to me um, sure. and the loading and stuff. That So I wish I'd have played more, to, more of it or it might have featured in my tops and I could have spent 150 minutes talking about it uh, negatively like God of War <laughs> and then been like, it's the, I, I really want to convey that I like God of War Ragnarok a lot. I'm feeling weird about it. The God of Lamb is, is great. You can't uh, disagree with the list position. It's number five. It's number five and it is one of the most fun games of the year. I loved that first one. So that is the only... I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> Cold of the Lamb is so good. Cold of the Lamb, again, another one that I think probably did go under the radar for a lot of people. And uh, I think partly mm. because it does fall into these buckets that yeah. often you think yeah. are just full of slurry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like mm. it's... it's the When you say roguelike, procedurally generated town building characters yeah. in there or whatever... It, it ticks all these boxes that are in my ignore this game column. Yeah. Mm. And same as you, it seems like it just does them all well enough and marries them together cleverly enough and with enough personality that, especially if you're playing it on the PC, yeah. it's more-ish. Mm. And made in Melbourne. Yes, I was going yeah, yeah. to double check that. I, thought, I yeah. accidentally did crowd work. I don't know if I told this at a gig was like, oh, what do you do to someone? He was like, oh, I'm a video game developer. And it was the guy who did the music for Cult of the Lamb. Oh, yeah, yeah I think he yes. did tell us yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> and he was good about it because I was like, what game are you making? He's like, I kind of can't tell you. I've got a contract that I've signed. Yeah. I was like, nah, tell me. Yeah, I, I work for a video games podcast. <laughs> yeah. You have to tell me. This is too perfect. <laughs> if you don't give me stuff, I'm going to stand up here and do a 40-minute set about God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> a roast set, that would be, because you hate it so much. Yeah. I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number four game of the year is also going to be, I'm going to guess, an indie game that does not feature on either of your guys' okay. lists. Okay. Uh, my game of the year, number four. <laughs> I love, we're all so confident when we wheel that one out. Yeah. It's great. There's Habbo no Hotel. <laughs> I, yeah. And there's a little part of me in my head, every time either one of you have said it, I'm like... God, I hope I have something. <laughs> I know. I just looked at my list again and be like, could it be on here? <laughs> I bet that you don't even remember this game. Far, colon, Changing Tides. I remember oh, yeah, you talking yeah, about yeah, it. It's yeah, my yeah. fourth favourite game. This, yeah. yeah, this was my... I think uh, I was very let down by Somerville, which was the, the you know, the potential... Uh, Inside follow-up from the the guy that worked on Inside uh, wasn't anywhere near as good, but Far Changing Tides uh, as a um, simple no-combat puzzle platformer. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, what are you? I tried to not start Don't bring smiling. up God of War right now. What are you no, <laughs> It's because in my brain I came up with the title Fart Changing Pants. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've accidentally shat yourself. And I was trying not to smile because I didn't want to oh, derail man. what you were saying. Because I knew. You're doing crowd work and finding the guy yeah. who did the music for Fart Changing Tides. <laughs> oh, you mean Fart like... Changing Pants? <laughs> <laughs> you could have said Cult of the Lame to him if you'd found out. That could have been. Um, fart yeah. Changing Pants. Um, <laughs> uh, my fourth favorite game of the year. Yeah, incredible uh, level of uh, depth and uh, sort of ingenuity with the way that you have to solve these environmental puzzles yep. while at the same time making sure that this ship 
has propulsion. You got to be stoking the engines. You got to be moving things out of the way. You got to be raising the sails. Like it is a complex little machine that you have to uh, manage while mm. you are doing this cool environmental platforming. I puzzle played a bit solving. of this. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It's yeah that that format, but with a whole different aspect to it. And mm. like, yeah, you start out and you kind of swim, and it's like, oh yeah, it's the same. And then yeah, once you get into that bit, it's like, oh, I've got a ship for all this. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and like literally like managing the wind coming up and down. Like, you know, it's, it, it has a lot of depth to that aspect mm. of the game alongside, yeah, a wo- entirely wordless story about yep. this weird, strange world that you're traversing. Uh, great music in this one. Love the visual style. I It just really hit for me. It's I guess it's like this kind of game is sort of my 3D platformer for you guys where it's like a good one will... I will like more than, you know, a different right. kind right. of game that sure. might, you know, technically be as, as on the level. I just connected with it so much. This and may be yeah. everything we've talked about, probably the most under the radar for a lot of people. Probably. I would say, but probably. it's on Game Pass. It is. Yeah, the perfect Game Pass game. It really is, yeah. Um, I, I, I love it. I recommend it. I hope that re, yeah, me bringing it up again reminds people to check it out. Yeah. Uh, I've got to play the first one. Uh, it's a second in a series. That's Close Changing Tides. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I get it. I was trying to be like, how does that relate to fart? Because in my head, I was still thinking about that. It's like something open seas or fart sails of the something. Yeah, I it was. It sands. Was it? Were you going through like a massive desert in the first one or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really do recommend this game, and I can't wait to play. Hopefully, the third one. I, I'm really into it. Cool. Nice. Number four. My number four. I think we'll get to talk about my number four is Bayonetta, I Barely Know Her, three. Yeah. Uh, yes, not on my list. It's not an honourable mention for me. i got to be honest. It's an honourable for me. i got to be completely honest <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> it's an honourable for me. I just haven't quite played enough of it. Really right. enjoying it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I was kind of getting through a bit of it for the pod and then just, yeah, have gotten a bit busy. But it's in, it's in that category that I mentioned last week of... Uh, yeah. Would have would have been on my list if I had have played more of it, right. but just didn't felt like I'd given it enough time. I will say that this is partly almost like an honorary fourth place for playing Bayonetta one and two, <laughs> oh, and right. then three, right. all in kind of one sequence. Well, you're not allowed to do that, which was great. But Bayonetta three on its own, I just think is one of the most fun games this year. Yeah, the combat isn't necessarily quite as good as in one and two, but it's still really fantastic. And I think like streets ahead of what almost any other game is doing with like just a like rhythmic, punchy, speedy, uh, like Devil May Cry Bayonetta style mm. of game. This like type of beat-em-up game, it it is just so um, satisfying right. to, to play through. And then three gives you like quite a good amount of like exploration to go and do inside of these levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the little side missions and stuff, the little challenges and whatever you can do again, gobbling them up. Yeah. Absolutely munching down on, um, she's a witch, not a goblin. I, I reckon this witch would be up for some munching, though, to be honest. Oh, yeah. She's a fun witch. Yeah, okay. They really go for it with the story and the design. Like, mm. they're just really not holding themselves back. Like, the, it's so the beginning ridiculous. Bit, like, a yeah. tidal wave coming towards the city and the... Yeah. I forget the guy's name, but he's like... Ro- 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 he's, Rodan? Yeah, Rodan. he's Rodan. Rodan. He's undercover as, like, a hot dog stand vendor yep. and he's just 
surfing this fucking hot dog cart on a oh, tidal wave. So like good. that happens within the first two minutes. It's like, oh, that's right. I'm in for a good ass time. The here. whole thing is like this big, ridiculous drag show, it feels like, mm. where it's like over the top production with the stupidest ideas that are taken so seriously, but also with like absolutely, absolute self awareness. That it, it is a camp video game. Super camp. Yep. There's not a lot of camp video games out there. And it is really fun. And it fits. Like, I don't understand why there aren't more camp video. I mean, yeah. I do understand because people who play games are the worst people sometimes. <laughs> Some yeah. of them are. The people who listen to this, mwah, love you all. Yeah. But You got camp video. You got uh, Don't Starve. I think that's a camp video Some game. Some fucking mm-hmm. snipers in Call of Bloody Duty. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but yeah. like, because video games are so silly and so fun. Right. Right. Why not be silly and fun with them? And Bayonetta three is doing that yeah. fully and just has like um, so much in there. Like it's one of the few games where I can see uh, myself repeating levels and replaying right. it just because I enjoy it so much. Oh, and you know what? We I forgot to bring this up last week, but we talked about that uh, prequel kind yes. of side thing that got announced at the Game Awards. Two weeks ago. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, two weeks ago. It's been a full week since we <laughs> recorded part one of Game of the Year. Uh, that's coming out in March next year. Yeah. There's a demo for that hidden in this. Yeah. In Bayonetta 3. Yeah. yeah. So from so from when it came out, yeah. you, like on that d- like day one, right. you could have stumbled across this thing that's just like, wow. oh, that's cool that they put this like random level in this that mm. like is, seems to be pulled from a completely different game. I haven't gotten that. You have yeah, to find, right. uh, yeah, I, you can look up how to, you, it's like, it's kind of, I don't know how you would accidentally stumble across it, right. but it's like you buy this thing from the shop and then you go here and you find this and then you go here right. and you find this and you put them together and then on the map screen this comes up. and That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just such an enjoyable, um, ridiculous thing that if you just throw yourself into it in the way that it is throwing itself at everything it's doing, I think it's um, some of the most fun you can have. Uh, With your pants off. One, two and three. <laughs> well. Yeah, other than... <laughs> Fart changing pants. If you play yes. that, if you play this in the middle of that while the pants are off, oh right. sure, yeah, that's the better. best time you can ever have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just a, a being a big crab scuttling around this big city <laughs> that's like fought, yeah. spider, sorry, falling apart. It's just, it's awesome. And yeah. as much as those bits are maybe uh, like the the extra side, not side, but like the the silly set pieces that it's getting you to do aren't as fun as just the core combat that has been there since Bayonetta 1 and 2, which, again, influences how much I enjoyed this because I played 1 and 2, boom to boom. Mm. But um, the... And the new character takes a bit of time to get used to. Sure, totally. Um, You get the sense that, like, with this game... Literally every idea that put, got put on the whiteboard got chucked in. Yeah. Like you really feel like there was no like, ah, might be a bit hard to do or doesn't really make sense. Right. It's like, yeah, man, big spider, yep. weird cat sniffing around for stuff <laughs> in the desert. Why not? And chucked in there with so much conviction that uh, it, it really sells itself the whole time. You, mm. you buy yeah. it. Uh, um, so Bayonetta 3, okay, buy me. Rap to hear that, uh, yeah, them saying, no, nah, we'll just keep. We'll yeah. just keep making bayonetters Do it. for the rest of human time. It's, it's always f- going to feel fun. Fun fucking game. Yeah. Hey, One and two are great too if you've not gone and played them yeah. and you should before three. Yeah. Four, hopefully, it's on a new console. That'd, That'd be, be nice. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a bit more oomph. I would love more oomph. Because I do, I do think I remember not loving how sort of like um, 
simple the textures and stuff were. I would love, you know, like a proper a proper looking Bayonetta game. The, when the first one came out, it was looking as good as games could look. Right. And then two and three have been on the Wii U and the Switch. So it's like a shame that something with the scale and ridiculousness mm. of what it's doing and mm. like doing as much as it can on the Switch... Uh, doesn't have a little bit bigger of a pen to snuffle around yeah, in. Yeah, I'm yeah, imagining yeah. the game as something of a cow. Yeah, okay. In but a, I think the a, fact in a barnyard. Yeah, and we'd love to have a, a bigger paddock for that cow. Exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Get more I milk. The fact that they, uh, the fact that they got it, it looks a little muddy. But the fact that they got it running on the Switch when what it's doing is pretty impressive. And yeah, it's, yeah. That's and true. it's it's dropping frames a bit, but for the most part, it's sticking to sixty. It really didn't bother me while I was playing it. Yeah. Coming off the back of one and two again, like yeah, yeah totally. It right. kind of matches those for the most part, and um, I just. Yeah, is the 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 sense of fun in the game? Um, it's important for a video game. It is like you say. It's like why don't more games just lean into being stupid and fun? <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the the parts of the games that I've loved the most this year are stupid fun things. Mm. Well, that's yeah. Well, what I was saying, like the the some of the more impressive technical stuff of this year. Not on my list. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have as much fun with it as sure. I did with, uh, you know, a Rabbids or a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or whatever you're or about whatever. to say now. My number three <laughs> game for 2022, Neon White. Whoa! You Baby. know, I'm just going to tell you now, it's my number two. Okay. So Fuck we'll talk about dude. it now. Yeah. Let's did not see in. this coming. Neon yeah. White is so fucking good. Woo! I'm, gonna, I'm just skipping over three because I want to talk about <laughs> Neon White <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, we may as well just do it now. Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah, this is... This, I can't I, believe we're changing the structure of the <laughs> format with the lists. Neon White fucks with your head, man. <laughs> this, this is, is like, like you, a, can, you can cut those runs short in Neon White, do yeah, it as quick as true. possible. I'm going straight to two. That's okay. the secret way through this level. All right, and you've just popped your cleavage out quite a bit. <laughs> I've been talking about Bayonetta still. Yeah. I mean, this is just a distillation of what I love about playing games. Like I was talking about with Cult of the Lamb, it's... It's surprising, it's fun, it's charming, it's it's creative. It's got that yeah, it, it really wowed me. It I just couldn't stop thinking about it once I started playing it like Completely like I think agree. I said earlier like the back end of the list is stuff that I enjoyed, you know, was putting a lot of time into and then this top half is just stuff that like once I started I just was just like ravenous for it. Mm. This game is yeah, again was not on my radar at all. Came out, saw some reviews. Came out, I think the day, the same day as uh, the Ninja Turtles uh, oh, yeah. game, and I'd been really looking forward to that and playing that, and then seeing like uh, you know around the same time, like, oh okay, maybe this is worth looking at. And yeah, fuck, it's it's so fun. Yeah, it's um, really weird because I do not like the story and the writing and the characters and the voice acting in this game. Yeah, and. That was part of why I was like, oh, God of War Ragnarok would be higher if the story would match the same thing. In this game, I can ignore it. Right. Yeah. Because it, you literally have a fast forward fucking button in mm. every cutscene because it's almost like the game knows. Some people have said, like, oh, it's doing it deliberately because that type of anime is bad. Fuck that. It's still bad. It right. just, it's, right. it's just grading. It's just, yeah. It, 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 there's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's not bad anime tone. It was like Reddit tone. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not good. Yeah. And it, it is worth work. fast it's, forwarding through yeah. and skipping when you should play this game. And it, you don't need it. Like, it, you know, the levels work so well as these, like, little 
challenge puzzle things. Yeah. The, the so world just to could get just, the, I just wanted to say it to yeah, get sure. it out of the way. Yeah. I the world to talk could just be those levels. Things. It could just be like a Tetris where there's like there's no you know there's no connective tissue between these things. It's yeah. just like yeah, you're doing a level now. Because mm-hmm. when you gun, say like, it is a first person platforming game with limited use cards as your weapons. That to me is like similar where I'm seeing those buckets of slurry to Cold mm, of the Land. Right. I'm not necessarily wanting to jump around in first person and do an arcadey speed run based, um, but it just is so fucking well made that uh, it absolutely feels great to play yeah. the whole time. Like it is, it is not at all um, hampered by these things that a lot of games get wrong. Those yeah. types of mechanics. It feels incredible. Like it feels so fluid and it feels so once you like crack the like what you're meant to do in the level, you feel so powerful, you feel so cool and fast. It really is someone who loves speed running, but understands that it is a very like niche interest, has gone, I'm gonna design a game that shows just the average person who has no interest in speed running what's cool about it. Exactly. Because all the levels have their objective, but they're also designed in a way where then you unlock, once you complete it, you unlock hints about how to do it even faster. And so there's like, there's a gold medal way through the level and then there's like a platinum medal way through the level, which is like essentially breaking it or like cutting off half of it or... Using the cards in an order that they're not presented to you in. Yeah. Like there's a clear path through it where like to get through every level, you've got to kill all of the enemies in the level before you get to the goal then the goal will open up and you've got to do it as quick as possible. And so like you're getting these weapons that are represented by these cards that can shoot an infinite number of times, but then they have uh, their like ability, which is to dash you or to make you stomp or something like that. It changes from weapon to weapon. But the, the way that the initial path is set up is like, obviously you're meant to dash over this gap, which kills this enemy who's in the middle of that gap to get through and, and get everyone. But finding out by the end of the game as well, you're sometimes figuring out the quick way through and you're like first run yep. through the game. And it just feels fucking great to know that you're um, able to use these tools in such creative ways that uh, you get one that's like a Gatling gun and like a bazooka. They, they, they all, there's not, so many of them that you're overwhelmed or whatever and they it does that great thing that when a game uses every idea it's had fully and then drops it right yeah each kind of like but like cluster of levels introduces you to like a a new new, weapon a new type of weapon Mm, at the start of it and then yeah so it's it's never like oh here's eight of them all at once and got you work out which one to use like and just yeah getting onto a run where you've done your you know, you've used your stomp. You've taken out all the enemies in a building and gone all the way through, and then you've hit some du- like some explosive barrels at the bottom that have propelled you up into the air. And you get on this run where you're like not touching the ground at any point. You're just like literally flying around. It's like, man, I feel superhuman. It's it's real like, it's like a Matrix video game. Basically. Totally, yeah. It's so much fucking fun figuring out your best path through everything and then repeating it. Doesn't feel grating. I don't normally like doing that in games, and was. Uh, so enthusiastically doing that with this game where like every sort of block of levels I go back and platinum them all before moving on to the next block because I was just really enjoying perfecting these these levels in that way which doesn't often happen to me and part of that is because it's so tightly tuned and well made and and um, and and well designed, but also the 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 look and the sound of the game is great. The look Six is a soundtrack. very simple, straightforward, 
but well designed sort of clean look mm-hmm. with this like weird angelic kind of thing that that it's got but the soundtrack is fucking awesome yeah it's like trance music it feels like really this pumping. like missing dreamcast game that never got released in mm. this weird with the like aesthetic that it's got that just really appealed to me these like yeah very sort of um, I don't know the different types of electronic music garage yeah. type of music. It's like just it's so weird but cool, and it's such a unique and original game that absolutely shows up, does everything it's capable of, and doesn't last outlast its welcome. Other than with every piece of writing in the game, but <laughs> if you just ignore that portion of the game, which it's you're weird. allowed to do for some games, yeah. if you want to, especially if it's your personal list, that's right. You're allowed to have any stupid reason, like the other two Bayonetta games are great, yes, or God of War Ragnarok was fun, but I can't explain why. <laughs> but Neil but White is should, just yeah. so fucking great. We should point out, yeah, our negative with it, and if you haven't played it and you think you might like it. Yeah, all of that dialogue and writing stuff, none of that is happening like in the levels when you're actually playing the yes. game, which is which again is like so weird about why it's even there. It totally all happens, two halves. It, yeah, it all happens like you do the levels and then you go into the menu and you kind of dick around for a little bit to get your little ticket into the next batch of levels mm-hmm. and it kind of all happens then, but it's not like characters are like talking at you while you're doing the levels. All that challenge stuff yeah. is just it's just it's just you and the soothing sounds of garage trance music. <laughs> the open fucking road, baby. <laughs> and yet, like, I kind of... sprinting down. <laughs> I didn't hate the overall story, but it, the, the, the writing just has so many, like, grating, cheesy sexual innuendos yeah. and stuff like right? that. It goes yeah. for ages. And, it, yeah. it takes so long, and, like, the voice acting is not, I don't think, poorly performed, but maybe the direction is just not the right yeah. way to go because they're doing this real annoying thing with it, and... The only time it got annoying is you're doing this kind of persona style gift giving. There are like hidden gifts in some mm-hmm. stage. And as a reward for some of those gifts, you'll get dialogue, which feels like an enormous punishment until you get a, <laughs> yeah, that's right. a new level, which is actually really fun with unique mechanics in each level. Or yeah, whatever. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is, if you feel like that stuff is annoying, you feel fucking free to thumb through it because it doesn't actually yeah. really matter that much. And don't, yeah, don't let that put you off from trying it. The game the itself the is fun. just one of the most original, in my opinion, the most original and creative game of the year, probably. It's my favorite indie game of the year. Yep, for and, sure. And uh, I just ate it up. I gobbled it up too. It was my <laughs> number three, Booyaka Simulator. My, my number three game of the year. Shut the fuck up, us. It's time for an ad. This I can't one. believe you inter- inter- interrupted you. Yeah, well, might have been you, might have been Tommy. Who yeah. knows? I haven't edited in this ad that we forgot to do. Oh, yeah, yet. drop it in mid-sentence of one <laughs> yeah, of us. That'd, that'd be, be great. Nah, no, it's in there properly because this ad deserves respect because True. it is for NordVPN. That's mm-hmm. right. They've supported the podcast for a big chunk of the year. Yeah. Uh, and we support them doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. It's a great service. Uh, if you need to have any privacy around your online activities, if you want to do some banking, if you want to do some wanking, yeah, I the guess the big so. ankings can all <laughs> I be guess done. So. Damn, uh, it, it allows you to pretend that you're from another country, or you know, use a server from another country to yeah. view geo-blocked things, which are so often ridiculous. I tried the BBC. to watch, yeah, what HBO. I, it was like someone had tweeted Stand. a clip of fucking. 
a one minute stand up bit or something and I oh, couldn't watch right. it from Australia. I hadn't seen a tweet be geolo protected or whatever. Right, right. But guess what? Knocked that out of the park. Nord VPN. Hell yeah. I flipped it on. Yeah. Easy as that. All of a sudden, I'm wearing a big hat from a different country. <laughs> yep. I got which a mustache country? on. I can't remember which one I went to. I guess Hi, America. I'm American right. Adam. What's <laughs> up, everybody? I'm from nearest available server. <laughs> and uh, but it's, it's Ojante, everybody. It's me from uh, America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's incredibly useful. It's affordable, especially if you go to NordVPN.com/slash/filthy. Oh, it's so fucking cheap. They're it's calling it the deal of the century. Yeah, the deal of the year. It's yeah. the Deal of the Year episode. My number one, NordVPN. Absolutely. Uh, you get uh, a huge discount. You get a bunch of free months. You get a little uh, bonus extra gift as well. If you go to nordvpn.com slash filthy. The filthy is to signify you're coming from being a listener of this very podcast. Oh, I thought it was because the deals are so filthy it makes you... Dirty. You feel the deals are so about. cheap. You feel yeah. like you're stealing. Yeah, exactly. what I was trying to say when I couldn't get that out. <laughs> Typing it's in the okay. promo code, I'm a dirty girl. We've only been talking for four and a half hours straight. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, <laughs> NordVPN.com/slash/filthy. You need a VPN. Yeah. Uh, my number three game of the year. It's also an indie game. Ooh. It. Indiana my... Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. That's right. The <laughs> Dial of Destiny. That it is my favorite indie game of the year. Uh, it is a little platformer called Elekhead. Oh, I've forgotten about Elekhead. I, I fucking too. loved it. It was uh, just so taking or creating a mechanic uh, that that sort of twists uh, the kind of puzzle platforming you can do in a two D puzzle platformer game, and adding that little bit in of the throwing your head around yep. and using that to power up things and figuring out what order to do stuff in and nailing your jumps and getting through this this not super long but you know series of what, like little chaptery world the stages i guess they were broken up as mm-hmm. and then getting to the end and being like wait a minute what the fuck's going on here and realizing there was this really creative sort of lateral way to go back through this game and get to the end. I just loved it. It was so creative. It felt great. Like it just was such a nice, precise, you know, throwback 2D platformer. Yeah. Really, yeah, intelligent, satisfying puzzles. Yeah. We talk a lot about how a lot of stuff has gotten too handholdy and too tutorial driven and stuff. And this is just like... There's one little bit that's just like you push this button to throw your head and then, yeah, yeah, like get into that end bit and it's like... Go, you work, figure this figure out. It out. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out. Figure Just go out. look around and figure it out. You got yeah. little clues. You got all the tools you need yeah. to be right. able to do it. You right. can go do it. That great puzzle game thing. Almost of... like the witness kind of thing. Yeah. Where like, right. Actually, there was this whole thing there. You fucking missed it, idiot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That great puzzle game thing of being in an area because it's all—they're all basically the puzzles are just on like one screen. Yes. So it's like you've just got one little. It's all there. All the information is on the screen. Could at have one been time. a Game Boy game. Such yeah. a throwback. Yeah. Um. And be, like being in one of those areas and being like, well, the game's just broken. Like, how, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's no possible, uh, yeah. there's literally no possible way to do this. Yes. And then you're just kind of fucking around and almost by accident just getting it and being like, oh, that was so simple. Right, right. <laughs> there were the perfect a kind of, of puzzle, right? Yeah. Those ones where you're like, when you, when you figure it out, you're like, oh, fucking of course. That yeah. was yeah. my fault the whole time. Yes. It's just right there. Yeah. A couple of them from memory had a bit of like, Demanding platforming where it's like you need to be here by quickly yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. all just 
thought stuff you need some mechanical skill too but yes. uh, they they're not being dicks about it it's no, not no, super no. meat boy at any point or whatever like no it's, it's just yeah. more it's more like a nintendo game or yeah. like a, like as in a nes game like you know it is it requires something of you it requires reaction time and skill that's a game yeah <laughs> you know like that's not uh, unfair uh, and it's not unfair it's not an unfair game in any of its puzzles or, or any of its platforming you just have to be good enough and yeah those moments i totally agree like there's one moment i guess i won't spoil it but there is something that it's like you haven't done it before in the game because you haven't been asked to but it is such a simple thing when you just look at what you have mm. and and what you need to do it's you just feel like kicking yourself but uh, in such a satisfying way of like yeah the person who made this game is very smart yeah it all like is kind of not talking down to you either like kind of asking you like hey remember where everything is please mm. yeah. because you're going to like it 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 is good i think I don't know. I liked it as well. Mm. I don't know what it's not doing written down anywhere, <laughs> but I think it's just like, it's pretty quick and you're done with it. And sure. you know, like it. Um, so that's maybe why it just kind of got left behind. Yeah. yeah. It just popped up on the switch. It's like 15 bucks or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Made by one guy. Yep. Uh, very simplistic art style, but very, uh, very elegant. Yeah. Yeah. Looks great. Yeah. Pulled off perfectly. Reminds me of uh, V, 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 V. Yeah. Which was a similar sort of one mechanic, but every platforming idea you could do with it is in here. Right. Right. Type of thing. And yeah, such a, I, I, I love a cohesive, you know, experience and it is just so well put together in every way. It's simple or, you know, it's, it appears simple, um, but it's, it's just, it's a great package. Like it's yeah. I, yeah. I just lord the 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 person who designed it. I think they're a great designer. I'd love to see the a, a bigger a bigger yeah. you know, more expensive yeah. version of this. I love kind of how thing. me and Adam have jumped in on this conversation and been equally as positive <laughs> as you, in spite of the fact <laughs> yeah. that it's not on either of our lists or our honourable mentions. I think I genuinely forgot about it to be honest, but I did love playing it. I I think maybe why is because of the maybe longer experience or whatever that we have with platformers and stuff where it was like good and and just, it didn't quite jump that um category for me you know what right. i mean sure. like, but i don't know why it is I it can't just also it didn't come up on any you know when i was googling best no, of 2022 no, list yeah. to kind of refresh myself on stuff it didn't come up on any of them maybe if it had of i might have thought about it at least for honorables i mean i could just lie right now and say that it is an honorable mention of <laughs> yeah, mine yeah. but I still get to say my number three. I could just pretend it's that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> but it isn't that. What is it? My number three. <laughs> can I Can I know? Uh, well, can I know? my number two is Neon White. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I won't be talking about that. So I've got one more indie game and one more game that you wouldn't consider an indie game. Yeah, okay. So you're number three. three. And one. My number three is The Case of the Golden... I do. <laughs> I think this, this game is this fucking. Cunt loved this game. <laughs> it is a tremendous game, yes. and I enjoyed playing through it with you guys for the video. I almost wish that I could have gotten to just like fucking wreck a night playing this mm. game and wake up because like it is so good. Yeah, it's so good. It I, we we sort of mentioned it last week, and you can go see those videos of most of it, but. Boy, oh boy, is this just a cleverly fucking designed game. The visual aesthetic as well, it fits what it's doing perfectly. It's, yeah. It, again, it's like a kind of, it's a throwback to a weird like Apple Mac 2, yeah. like Oregon right. Trail, strange Some fucking design. like Amiga game that mm. like 
every like a some weird British guys like actually the best game ever made was Lemmings Two and the Case of the Golden Idol. Yeah, he's not wrong. I yeah. mean, he's not wrong. I'm just saying he's weird. <laughs> Burjo got into game development That's instead right. of hosting catchphrases. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah, you're you're but you're solving these puzzles completely on your own. Yeah. And like not completely because it's giving you a mad lib of what it wants from you. It's telling you what it needs. But the 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 way similar to again we've made this comparison before. Return of the Obra Dinn. Yes, where it's giving you just enough freedom that you really do feel like you're solving this puzzle. Yeah, you know it's it's it requires your intelligence to. And it yeah, yeah. I mean we've played a bit of other like detective sort of stuff recently where it's like. The solution is going to be what the game thinks the solution should be, right? Yeah. And you can't really like jump ahead or whatever. But this is like you can jump ahead. You could just like click those words and like you know just work it out and do it pretty quickly. If you you know what I mean, like yeah. if you happen to be able to read ahead and be that you know gifted with it, mm-hmm. and it and it all makes sense. It's you know it's That's not one thing. of those things where it's like. No, but that is what would have happened. Why is right. the game making me f- kind of fill it in in this way? Because right. sometimes you can kind of brute force it, especially when you get down to the final two words mm-hmm. of like, you know, trying things out to yep. fill in those last bits. But then when it tells you what you like, oh, yeah, I missed that. That is me yeah. that got that wrong. Yeah. Um, it is such a fucking satisfying game. It really... Uh, to, to, to a lot, so many puzzle games aren't about logic as much as this game is. And similar right. to what you were saying with the Leckhead, where it's like the solution makes sense and you never get the feeling of like, oh, ridiculous. You mm. get the feeling of, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not Monkey Island put the fucking rubber chicken on the pulley shit yeah. that you couldn't have gotten. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's kind of, I guess that's a better comparison for what I'm talking about of the like, yeah, the puzzle that's like actually doesn't. It, yeah, once you do it, it's like, oh, okay, I get how that works in right. world and in in terms of like the story. But like, yeah. this is purely like, if you know, if some, if you're looking at a scenario and it makes logical sense that this would have happened, that probably is it. Right. Well, with the La Noir thing, where the guy was mad about us not locking up the pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it was about a different crime, and we needed to get him on. And I'm because. We deliberately didn't lock up the pedophile. <laughs> That's right. Because there was more we need evidence to, get to him lock up the other guy. Pedophile charge <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so that he stays in jail. Well, yeah. the games wanted to funnel us into that that kind of part of the story where yeah. this person is still at. So it's like I get what it's doing from a narrative sense, but in terms of like this game where you've asked me to solve these crimes, yeah. it's very unsatisfying because it's like you're making me do it wrong when I know that that's not the evidence just isn't there. Yeah, the case of the Golden Idol, it it's not like it's it's not forcing you to play by its own rules. It's yeah. letting you play by the rules of the real world. Totally, yeah, yeah, and totally. it gives you this mess of papers at the start, right? Where like there is a set solution and everything's a fucking mess. It looks like a nightmare, and you'll never be able to figure it out. And then piecing it together is just so fun and mm. uh, really satisfying and I would love to see a follow-up to yeah. this. Yeah. It's a bit like, much. yeah, when we got into some of those later levels and it was like, I, like if I've been playing it by myself, I, probably, I might have walked away because I felt it's so overwhelming. overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like when you, you, know, you decide that you're going to rearrange a room or like do a big clean out and like part of, there's always like a or midway point. Or do one point. load of laundry. It's too much <laughs> and you don't do it. I get it. There's, there's a midway point of like moving a room around where you've had to kind of like fuck up the entire room. Yes. yes. And you're in the middle of it and it all just seems insurmountable <laughs> yes. and you're like, 
I am fucked here. I'm <laughs> never going to have fixed this up. Yeah. And then yeah, all of a sudden it's like you move one little thing and then one more little thing and you're like, okay, I'm starting to... Yep. Yeah, it's I'm starting, starting to make uh, sense. starting to make sense. Yep. starting to see some daylight here. Yep. So great. Yeah. So great. And, and, room, room Mover, it's uh, its third favourite <laughs> game of mover. the year. And if you haven't watched the YouTube videos or whatever, you can go do that. But yeah. I think it flew under people's radar a bit. So if, if not, go play it. Why did it come up... For us, you, you saw did. the demo. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you were just looking through. It just happened. I was just on Steam to I have think, recently actually, released yeah. when yeah. we were looking for a video right. to do. Yeah, we were looking. And I'm so and glad that happened. Yeah, I yeah. remembered that. <laughs> we're trying to do interesting stuff from that week if there's something yeah. that's come out. But yeah, that was yeah, that literally was it. There's yeah. another world where I'm like number three best game of the year is Hentai Dating Four, <laughs> just because we happened to pick that that week. Yeah, Calculator instead of my number one. Yeah, <laughs> I did pitch Calculator. So. <laughs> Calculator's not bad. Yeah, sick game. Yeah, All so right. good. My number two game of the year. We're getting Holy awards. Shit! If this were a knife shop. And we were knife people reviewing yeah. knives. We'd call this the pointy end of the podcast. Oh, wow. And everyone would think that was pretty fucking rote because they've <laughs> yeah. heard that knife joke before. I'm sure. I'm they sure. listen to knife podcasts. They're in the knife world. Yeah, yeah, well, you yeah. said we're a shop, but then you said if we're at this point of the podcast. Yeah. What, what <laughs> well, are we? Are this we a podcast, shop or a podcast? We're both. We're in the shop and we're reviewing the knives. This yeah. is the ofi- or is this the official podcast of the shop? That's what I'm saying. Knives out. This is like Cole's radio, but but it's it's just us talking over the speakers when people come in. And it's all positive reviews because we're trying to sell the damn knives. (laughs) But yeah, we start handle first and then we get to the point. You can't trust us. No. (laughs) My number two game of 2022. Oh my God. Wow, that's a lot of twos. What a weird coincidence. I just got goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a... Okay. Kirby in the Forgotten Lands. You little cunt. I had so much fucking fun that playing this pink game. Bitch that pink bitch has said that Kirby is his second favorite game of the year. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just fun. I Can just I, had a fucking a really good experience. time. So it's an honorable for me, and I want to let you know what the title of the award <laughs> yeah. I gifted it was. Oh, yeah. The Goo Goo Gaga of the it's, year. It's uh, the Bit of Fun Award. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Kirby's a bit of fun. It is a bit of fun. This, like. Yeah, it's not challenging, but everything in the level design, the creativity, a lot of stuff that's come up over the over the rest of the list. I had a big smile on my face the entire time I was playing it. So charming. They've yeah, they've typically stuck to 2D for those games and you know, they've always been fun, but I really felt like they nailed the move to 3D and the like the transformation stuff, driving around as a car, flying mm. around as a cone. They they it just <laughs> felt like a an easier <laughs> It felt like an easier um, sort of take on Mario 3D World, which I loved. You know, yeah. similar similar high quality of level design and creativity, and yeah, not that not that same platforming challenge, but yeah, god damn, if I didn't have just a fucking ball of a time for the entire time I was playing this game. This is sort of like the thing we were saying with Bayonetta where it's like video games are allowed to just be fucking fun-ass yeah, yeah. things all the time. I think you would have liked if you weren't at Meredith and you were watching the Game Awards this one best family game I think, something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. And Doug Bowser got up to accept the award and he said, it turns out all Kirby had to do to win a game award was go full mouthful mode on you guys or something <laughs> You're like You're right. That. I would have loved that. I thought yeah. of you when he said that. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I was... I think they... I think they kind of revealed it 
and they showed just like a little thing of like, oh, a 3D Kirby game. Mm. And then there was like another direct where they had the, the mouthful thing. mode trailer was a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that came along that later. Big. And that was when I was like, oh, right, they are really doing some weird Japanese <laughs> bullshit in this that is just like completely up my alley. Yeah, um, yeah just, just pure fun. Yeah, it's very easy and simple, which also is a positive if you're thinking of it like a family game. Yeah. Because like... Or just as a relaxing, enjoyable, well-meaning game. Mm. And you know what? I'm allowed to have that in stark contrast to what's in the number one spot. You're allowed yeah. to have fun <laughs> Nintendo games. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is. Like, sometimes people make fun of it. If this were a knife podcast, they'd always be like, oh, Tommy likes serrated blades too much. Yeah. yeah. But it's, you know what? Serrated blades are fucking fun as shit. Yeah, yeah. it makes it easy to cut through meat. <laughs> and that's okay. You don't have to be a, a big man about it and hack your way through the yeah. meat. And we're all chewing over here. Yeah. Maybe we're the idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Swallow your meat. <laughs> Turning into a vending machine, like, shooting cans at people. Yeah. What's it's wrong with that? Good yeah. shit. Try and argue against it. It's yeah. really, really good to. shit. <laughs> yeah. And like overall, I mean, yeah, the Switch is it's it's showing its age. It's 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 you know in what in a lot of other consoles would have been the last year of its life. But I tell you what, they put out some good, a surprisingly strong roster of stuff for this late into. The consoles, yeah, how, sure. how many? Like, I've, I've, we've all got the yeah, Mario plus Rabbids. We got Kirby, Splatoon, Bayonetta, we got Splatoon, Bayonetta, Kirby, uh, Pokemon for me, Kirby for me. Yeah, yeah, like you know, not bad. Pumping, pumping out some pretty yeah. big heavy hitters for this far along. Which, um, yeah, I, I kind of, I didn't expect to get this much stuff. Uh, no. for this this late into the console, especially when yeah. there's been years of the Switch from memory, where like there was less than this in its totally. the middle of its life. You yes. Know? So, well, you know what else also is having some great games released on it. The uh, mobile phone. Oh, <laughs> right. You son of a bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> my number two game of 2022 is Marvel Snap. Wow. Games nice. can be fun. They can also be casinos. <laughs> uh, and I am a become a gambling monster. Uh, wow. Actually, I... I I did what you did, Tommy. I bought a season pass, but nice. that is, I will not be buying uh, gold or anything like that. Yep. Um, but I have put so many hours into this game. I would say almost as many hours as my number one game of the year. I can't believe and that's I was like two hundred and something Jesus hours. <laughs> I can't believe I was sitting here thinking, God, what is his two gonna? I'd you flagged about it. This too. You yeah. flagged. Yeah, this was this was beautifully played. I mean, it has been a week in the real world since you said that. So <laughs> that's right. Yes. This yes, was yes. my number ten. Your number two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hell of a game. Fucking just the best uh, deck building card game mechanics that yep. I've ever encountered. I loved Inscription. That really got me into the deck building kind of game, but. But the, the specific way that this game functions with the locations, with the variables that affect the cards, yep. the the collecting stuff in there, I also yep. really enjoy. Like, I was a big Pokemon card kid and haven't really got into collecting stuff since then, really, but... The art on all of the cards is really cool. The art is cool. The upgrading them, the, like, you know, going from the base level to, like, 3D to... To animated, to just like shiny, shiny logo, logo. Uh, the infinity it, ones yeah. where it's like the glow, like the rainbow thing. It's very funny. Not having played anywhere near as much of this <laughs> game as either of you, uh, it's so funny <laughs> to hear you talk about it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what's great? 
shiny logo yeah. but it just like the presentation again I, like it's yeah, it's with I'm other totally games kidding. you know the the <laughs> presentation can make or break obviously a, a deck yeah. building game yeah they bring you free drinks yeah. after yeah. six hours there's no clocks in there uh, so yeah. you don't know when you've got to go pick up your kids genuinely like i know tommy you said like you've been like you know playing it uh before bed and knocks you were like oh ben you've probably been like playing it while you're watching you know, TV and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I've been doing that. I've also just been lying on the couch playing Marvel Snap. Right. Yeah. You know, like I'll, I'll play it for too many hours a day, but it just has got its hooks into me. Like the games a good, are so simple, short. Yeah. Like it's, it's perfectly, yeah, the, the, the combination of like the abilities on the cards and yep. the abilities of the locations, they've just, yeah, they've fine-tuned it perfectly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, when you first start playing it, you're like, oh, I've just got to play the cards that have the highest power. Um, that I can afford with the energy I have. And it very rapidly becomes like, no, no, it's about using the location to your advantage and playing this card that affects this other card in this specific way. Yeah. And like, there's apparently, I haven't really looked into like the content creator stuff around it, but like, apparently people will figure out, oh, well, this card combined with this card and this other card, it's like, you know, an unbeat- unbeatable strategy in this scenario. So. But then you don't know which locations you're going to get in a no, given match, exactly right? and you don't know which cards are going to come out in right. your deck you know oh, to nullify your ones as well from the other person exactly right so it, it has that level of complexity and those strategies will get big and everyone will take them on board but then new cards will get released yeah. so, and you unlock yeah. a card and you're like ah oh, that seems a bit useless and right. then someone just absolutely pulls your pants down using it in conjunction with something else or with a location and you go, okay. That was some shit I loved about Hearthstone was seeing other people pull some shit on me that I was mad about. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to continue the cycle of violence. It's funny because, yeah, there are some strategies that I kind of view as like um, Souls players view, like think of cheesing as like that is not in the spirit of actually being good at this game. But like I took a screenshot today uh, where a guy, uh, like, so on the three locations I've got scored 51, 58, and 33. Pretty high scores. Very high scores. The guy who beat me, 297, 304, 283. Yeah, okay. He absolutely wow. honked the hell out of this. Was you, that if, the one? If this, if you could, you'd have to pull your pants off and run around the phone. Exactly. If this were in a bar. <laughs> exactly right. You sent me, was this the one, because you, you sent me one the other day that was like an absolute deep dicking that you'd received. It's similar. <laughs> it's, you were playing. it's someone using uh, a card that does, that makes your on-reveal effects happen twice. Yep. It's someone who's using the Black Panther card, which was like in the premium... Uh, last season, like the Battle Pass, where it's a card that on reveal, it doubles its power. So it's already got, it's doubling its power twice with this other guy. Mm. And then it's played the Odin card, which activates the on reveal effects of that location again. Okay. So it's basically caused the Black Panther card to end up with 256 power. And that's what you want to be doing every time, right? Like If, the, you, can, if you can. If you can. But if you at, end up with all three of them in your hand. And yeah. it, he's also played it at the location where the ability of the location is your power here is transferred and given to the other locations as well. Oh, shit. So he's absolutely honked the hell out of it. Yeah. Can you get cards that nullify the opponent's multiplication effects? You can get uh, cards that nullify any on-reveal uh, effect of that location. So okay. if you play this one card, it's like a little co- dog called Cosmo, I think. Mm. So if you play that earlier, Cosmo then none of those up. stuff would have happened at all. Yeah. He would have played Black Panther and it would have been like a four-power card. And you it, can also get yeah. ones that nullify the location effect or yeah, change yes. the location into another one. Yes. So. Yeah, it's but I mean yeah, just getting getting 
yeah, just getting sucked into more and more of those strategies and yeah. like it's really a game that it doesn't even really feel bad to lose because you've you've lost to like a a most of the time a genuinely very good strategy. Yeah, where it's like okay, this person's really playing well, and oh, I've yeah. picked up some stuff from this. And yeah, I'm still I'm not that like hugely into it. Obviously, people have been playing this for months and months now. Um, but I'm like, I haven't cracked a thousand on the collection level, uh, which apparently uh, it ch- changes what you get. So like, oh. you know, from 400 to a thousand, you will get like these certain loot boxes basically. Okay. Uh, and they change after you hit a certain level to, I guess, make it fairer and to, you know, try and equalize okay. things. You've, you've, you've hit a new strata of, you know, people you're going to play against as well. So I, I think all of that stuff is pretty well balanced. Um, I don't. It doesn't feel like a, a pay-to-win game at all. Uh, right. If you don't want to, because it is. It's just based on strategies, you know. Are the yeah. old cards dead once a season's gone? No, if they're no. those seasonal cards. No, 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 no. So you've everything you get, you keep forever. You but just... you can no longer get them, is what I mean. Are they, can you? I have think a... they then after. You, if you pay for the season pass, you get them. And then I think after the season is over, they go into the rotation of you being able to randomly unlock them. I think in the so, future. Yeah. I think like if I came works. into it tomorrow, yes. I could hypothetically get every card. You'd that's find in the Black game. Panther, and you'd find yeah, yeah the okay. ones that have been part yep. of the season passes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It, it, yeah. It's it's not like a Destiny or something where it is gating off content or removing that content. stuff. Yes. Always bothers yeah. me. And yeah, it's it's the opposite. It's like if you want to buy in to get this stuff now, you can, but you could just be patient and get it later. And a lot no, of the stuff yeah, you're paying for is cosmetic as well it does seem yeah. it seems a lot more kind vibe than a lot of that stuff Definitely. typically is it's free it's asking for money but it's not like yeah it's it's not like hey you've played too many matches you need to play pay five dollars to keep going with these levels or right, anything like right. that or like watch an ad or whatever it's like yeah and you can win games with the cards from like that first batch yeah like uh, up until now like i'm still like i had this little method where i was using the the di- devil dinosaur and yep. another cu- and it's like that gets a bonus point or two for every card in your hand that you haven't played so like if mm. you let them stack up and play that it's really powerful but you can also play a bunch of them and then play a card called moon girl that doubles the cards in your hand and then right. play the dinosaur one. So it's like great combo. People are still doing that now. And I'm like, you know, approaching a level a thousand. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And those are early cards you get. So it's not, you don't have to pay to buy the best cards to win. Like yeah. you can, you can win with the regular ass old cards. And it is still randomized. Like there's no way of just going and buying those cards yes. straight up. Yes. It is still. So yeah, you probably are just better off. Just playing, grinding your way up. Yeah, keep playing, keep getting those points. That's right. Keep unlocking new cards. Yeah, snap. Well, my number two was Neon White. We are at. So I'm going to use that time to talk more about God of War Ragnarok. (laughs) 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 Let's do some of our honourables that we have. There is genuinely more I want to say, and I wish that we could do a longer deep dive thing into God of War Ragnarok uh, story. A filthy after show. I almost (laughs) want to. I've got so many thoughts about it that I've not really discussed with anyone because no one else is. I know. We we maybe. I mean, obviously, I'll finish it at some point. I am still occasionally. Hammering away at God of War. Uh, you mean axing away? I mean oh. blades of chaosing away. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have genuinely been spending more time trying to cram in or try games that I thought I might like for game. Oh of the yeah. Year. Well, I think that's a good thing for. Uh, do we want to do? Because we've all got number ones. Yeah. Let's do. I our... say with an S unnecessarily. <laughs> but do you want to do honorables or listeners top ten? Let's do our honorables and then do the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then get in. So yeah, yeah great. Yep. 
well, I had uh, of ones that haven't come up already. Sure. Because you guys mentioned them. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Um, you know, loved those original ones when I was a little kid. This was like the perfect sort of follow-on where mm-hmm. it felt like those ones felt to play back in the day, but it's a lot more fine-tuned and a lot more modern. Looked great. Super fun to play. Had a blast with it. Um, just a, yeah, really great and engaging, fun follow-on. The perfect kind of, yeah, that style of game. Mm. Yeah. Loved it. Had a really I, good time with I it. I wish, I, I, if I'd played more, this probably would have been an honourable. It, it just, I don't know, some other stuff came out. Yeah. I, I really only had that one session with you guys, I think. Uh, the Quarry I loved. Again, it's in yeah. that category of, because we were playing it for the videos, but I had a great time doing that with you guys. That's on my honourable list as well. It was a really good game. It's not on mine because I was the one playing it. That is strange. <laughs> I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, well, maybe it was uh, anyone who watched our playthrough. It's on their list. Maybe. <laughs> I think it was only. A, a couple of decisions we made where the thing that happened did not make uh, sense yeah. for yeah, what we had yeah. chosen to do. Yeah. That was happening a Fucking lot. Fucking annoyed me. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yes. I, I guess if you took the choices out, I'd still enjoy watching that yeah. You know, yeah. Fun TV social, series. Play it, with a, yeah, play it with a partner on the couch. Yeah. Um, yeah, treat it like a series or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I've got three for my in my category of wish wish I'd played more of. Yeah. I, I reckon these three definitely would have been in my ten if I had have played more of them. Tunic seemed cool. A lot of people spoke really highly of it. Yeah. The um, wait, that was this year. Wait. Tunic was this year. It's no, one of my honourables as well. It's, yeah. I gave it the award for the coolest single thing of the year award. Yeah. Oh. The manual in that is so fucking cool. Yeah. Such a cool I, idea. So well yeah. done. I'm surprised you didn't... Yeah, this was not a, a I in the 10. did not enjoy the combat in that game. Right. Right. That's the thing right. that knocked it out of the, the 10. Right. The, the manual and the puzzle solving from right. that is really good. If that game hadn't been actively not fun for me to <laughs> fight in a lot of the time... Yeah. Um, it might have been in there, but yeah, it's just that component of it just right. wasn't there for me. Uh, but fuck that manual looks awesome. It's yeah, very one cool. of the few video game things I've gone and looked up. Like, can I buy this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's such a cool idea. Yeah. So well done. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles Three was loving this. Was right. absolutely loving it. I think I put maybe fifteen hours into it. Something else came up, um, and then you know, there's so many complex things in it that I. I, what I played, I was loving of it, but it just felt like it would have been uh, disingenuous to put it in my list when I've played, you know, probably less than 10% of it. Right. 15 hours does feel like a long time, but it felt like that's so story-driven too. And that's like and a 200-hour like, long game. Yeah, yeah right. and it's yeah. like an RPG, so it's like a, the story is like a big part of it where, I've, you know, not to say that I've fully 100% at everything on my list, but yeah, just something about putting it on just felt... Like I was too, I'd only scratched the surface of it. Even though I was really loving it, I do hope to get back into more of it. Yeah. And um, Fire Emblem uh, Warriors 3 Hopes. Oh, I was yeah. loving that. But again, I think they both came out around the same time and just like... I, I think lo- Cold of the Lamb showed up. A, not yeah. Right. It might have been that that you said. I loved from. Three Houses so much. I loved being back in that world. I loved the Warriors mechanic um, from playing at the Zelda ones. Um, I, I just thought this was doing... It, yeah like that real-time strategy stuff and just being back with those characters, it being an alternate timeline storyline I thought was so cool. I will come back to this at some point and I'm sure feel bad that it's not in my 10 because I think if I'd 
gone all the way with it, it definitely would have been in my 10. But again, I just got sidetracked and didn't didn't do too much more of it. But yeah, um, yeah I hope to get back to that soon. Well, uh, what have I got here that we haven't mentioned? Uh, Sifu. I really enjoyed it. it. It was a great twist on a fighting game and an action game. And it, it really had the mechanics of, yeah, like a half punch out, half Tekken or something, you know? Like, I liked that. It was very innovative. It had that, uh, I guess, roguelike e thing. Yeah. Like, obviously, once you finished a whole level, you got to move on and, and or go back if you wanted. But, um, yeah, great atmosphere, great design. I think it, it was just a bit hard for me. If it was a bit easier, I, I probably would have played more of it. I am in the same boat where it's like one I wish I'd have played more of, and I think it would get up there if I put the the I, I it was the I was bad at it, so I gave up award. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've given it here because <laughs> yeah. it's just such a good game, and I respect it. But I just I think Horizon came out pretty quick after mm-hmm. or something. It was and, real early in the year. Yeah, like I don't remember what it was, but something about it, I just. Dropped it at one point, then was like, well, I'd need to restart it to be good enough at it to keep going. Yeah. And Weirdly enough, yeah. my number one of the year also fits into that category. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 if I didn't have to play a new game every week, right. I would have probably had the time to put into getting better at it. So, Which we don't have to, I guess. No, we that's do true. three weeks of Sifu if we want. I got uh, I got Dorf Romantic, which I, I reviewed on the show. That was mm-hmm. that tile-based uh, city builder game. Just a nice, fun, easy, chill strategy game. Uh, I got Card Shark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about goddamn Card Shark. I, I thought this was going to be... of you have brought up Card Shark. You I, both liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. I just didn't put enough time into it. I only got into like the second chapter, and I'm sure you know it's, it's, right. it's not a sh- Same. super put, short game. Yeah, yeah, put that on my... That's also going to go on my list of I sh- might have cracked the ten if I yeah. spent more time with it. Yeah, you love. I thought it would have anyway. I, yeah. Again, something came out the next fucking week, and yeah. I was putting time into that, and then just by then, it's yeah. like oh, I've sort of forgotten about it. Now. But yeah, it had that pentamenty visual style that um, I I I do like. I like that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's and it was very creative, incredibly creative game. It fucking card trick, card cheating yeah. game is. It shouldn't be so fun, but it was it was very fun. I will say quickly on the thing of not feeling like I, a lot of these games I didn't have enough time to finish. Uh, my big thing for next year is I want to fuck off a lot of the other stuff I'm doing <laughs> and make more time for playing video games. Hell it's yeah, pretty, bro. God it's damn great, it. Yeah. I got to the end of this year and was like, I am fucking just tapped out. Yeah. Well, even the ones that we do end up sort of saying this about though like oh something else came along or whatever if it doesn't keep its hooks in you there is something to be said for that's that true. other game that did you know yeah. yes that's true yeah uh splatoon 3 uh scorn oh, mm-hmm. yeah. i i did enjoy it i did finally get to those combat sections which felt very just poorly implemented the mechanics yeah. were not fun they're just bad but yeah. fucking what a what an atmosphere what a visual design and aesthetic it'd be up for a vibey it's up for a vibey oh. it's up it's i mean it's a good year for puzzly games too but it's up there for a puzzle a puzzler um liked scorn wanted to mention that victoria 3 uh the paradox um game that came out this year that i enjoyed honestly this is a game that I could have played more of, but it just reminded me of Crusader Kings 3, which I spent all of my COVID sickness just mm. playing constantly. Right. Probably, yeah, like uh, almost as much as Marvel Snap overall hours, but I just did yeah, it in right. a two-week period. Um, so, But Victoria 3 is a good game. And Cursed to Golf. Oh, yeah. Uh, fun, little, fun little golf platforming yeah. roguelike thing. 
Nice. That I yeah. enjoyed. Really um, fun. Again, I'll sort of skim over ones we've talked about. Uh, honorables that we've not had. I had Lego Star Wars The Skywalker mm-hmm. Saga yes. on there for my yes. Kids' Choice Slime of the Year award. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a real simple, enjoyable, straightforward Lego game. But there's a lot of game in there. Right. And... Uh, it's a, it's a good time. It's a good old time. Yeah, it was. I think that was pretty well received, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tunic. Yeah, we had the thing. Yep. My biggest. Um, if I'd have had more time with it, I reckon it would have been on the list. Was Pentiment. Right. Um, yeah. That is a good game that I am probably going to come back on the. First episode we do after our little break, right? Which to be clear, no break in releasing. We're no, we, we, yeah, for you all. we we are hard workers. Keep it going. We yeah. to We never turn off the content tap every year. Yep. We're ju- yeah, so you know, in real world, we're driving ourselves bonkers before Christmas. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Trying to cram all this oh. crap in for you guys. I'm gonna get into fights and shit because I'm stressed. <laughs> we are hitting the city after this, uh, yeah. so we're gonna get really drunk. But <laughs> we're gonna be. Maybe be late actually. <laughs> Pentiment is very good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's honestly, it's the same as Card Shark for me. It's I played a few hours of it, enjoyed everything about it, and just haven't had more time to play it. Literally, the only thing I don't like about it is the weird spell checker yes, bullshit thing. Same. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and <laughs> but other than that, it just has some of the best writing in a game this year. Yeah, uh, a really cool aesthetic that is well done, and I just. Uh, I feel guilty for not. I think it'll be on my list in revision when we right. get back. Yeah, sure. Is what I was right. going to say. Um, and immortality. Oh yeah, which I give the Academy Award for surprisingly unembarrassing <laughs> acting. It is so set up to have it be a cringy fucking game, and I know you found it more that than me. I did, yeah. But I really thought everyone in that did a great job of not making it embarrassing to look at. I thought the game itself was bad, like the um, fact that. The, the, the way the game actually functions, I don't think is good. Right. And that's why it's not on the list because I kept thinking about it after it was done, thought the story was well done once you dug through it, mm-hmm. but it has the opportunity for you to have it come up to you in the wrong way yeah. where it loses some of itself. I just think design-wise they that the, the Sam Bilo guy made mistakes yeah, it's, with that. It, but the, uh, again, the, uh, the, the, the concept being explained to you is better than playing the actual game. <laughs> Unless you luckily have it unravel for you right. in a good way yeah. and find the the turn moment of that. There is like a sort of second layer of that game right. that once you discover it, if you do it in the right way at the right time, it can improve it. Right. If not, it can make it more confusing. It just is poorly formatted, yeah, that yeah. game. But I think... Uh, it's a good idea. I, like it's Yeah, I, I didn't like the acting, but and I didn't like playing it uh, and I don't like it no but I, yeah. I, I love that it exists and that someone went through the whole process of making it and it's great that there's still like that level of cre- creativity and yeah. innovation and I think once you have the whole context of the entire thing some of the acting that can seem like some of the acting is better than it seems when you're watching it the first time if that makes sense yeah yeah like the the main actor in particular is having to do essentially seven different roles yes, or something like that. Yeah. And when you have the overall web unraveled in front of you, it adds to it. But the experience of getting there, I, I'm frustrated with that mm. game not being different. You got to play her story? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't gone in. There's a, the, the one he made in the middle of those two as well. Apparently that one's not very good. But her story, it's, I mean, I assume the formatting is a little bit, a little bit better because it's like you're literally just like watching a bit of an interrogation and then like essentially Googling a keyword. And, right. Um, although that is kind of... I don't know, but apparently that one's really good. So, and similar yeah. to the White Lotus as well, I like people being unapologetic with sex scenes and stuff in a not childish way. Oh yeah, mm. I thought like it's it's that was the I, I agree. The other thing about it was that it did not talk down to you and it did not treat its audience like children. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, it's embarrassing sometimes the immaturity of games. Like imagine having something like Kirby as your number two or whatever. Yeah, maybe. or anyway. a fucking Marvel phone game. <laughs> For more big, or big anime anime. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's, we yeah. all have different number twos, but in a lot of ways, we have the exact same one. <laughs> Shame. Well, let's count down our listener top ten. Yeah, yeah. If we want some real. Very excited. So, uh, thank you again to everyone who voted. I went through and tabulated the results. Yes, and came up with a weighted top ten list. Yep. Um, Sorry for the lack of warning, but yeah, again, due to this, our schedule. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, uh, and we did put it out like a week ago, but yep. well, for three weeks ago now, and on like an Instagram story on yep. a Saturday night or something. Yep. So yep. like it was, not everyone got the opportunity to vote. So I'm sorry if your vote wasn't uh, counted in this, but hopefully it represents listeners well enough. Hey, maybe and you'll we'll be listening and you'll be like, well, you know what, I didn't get to vote, but goddamn, if this isn't my exact top ten, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we were, it was a last minute recording, uh, a last minute idea before an early recording, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but next we'll year do we'll it. do it again. Exactly, with more time. we'll do it next year. You've got warning. Um, we'll set up the poll now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> we're so, committing to that. No, ten to one. Ten to one. Yeah. Burn my favourite, yeah, my favourite <laughs> Aussie TV show. Uh, number ten for the community was Vampire Survivors. Hey, okay. same as me. Yeah. Um, number nine, Tunic. Okay. People, right. people got into Tunic and yep. uh, yeah, people I, love Death's Door. You love Death's Door. I love Death's Door. Similar mm. style kind of game and yeah, yeah. I this think was the, it was up for like best indie game right uh, at the Game Awards. I think I so. Guess it might have been. It was it was well received. And yeah. if the combat clicked with you, if the combat had clicked right. with me, it would be on my list. So yeah. obviously it did for, for more people. Yep. And that's great. Tunic's good. Uh number eight. Yes. Stray. Okay. Hello. You're you're traveling with a whole gang of cats, Tommy. You, I yeah. love it. <laughs> Top cat himself. <laughs> There's only Sleeping in a bin. By the way, one game on this list yes. that didn't come up on any of our top tens. And it is the following. Number seven, Dying Light 2, Stay Human. Interesting. Well, Tunic wasn't in our top tens, but huh? it was our honourables, I guess. What? Tunic. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Um, but but honourable. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, uh, but one that hasn't been mentioned brought it up at all over yeah. the whole thing, Dying Light 2. Interesting. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot and I played a lot of it. I It just didn't stick in my brain for whatever reason. That just... It's, I, yeah. yeah. It, I guess, had a bit of the thing that some of the games that did it up on, on our list had of like oh it's more yeah type of sequel yeah. even though it was doing some cool stuff i think i found it just um uh, i don't know what it was either the the controls didn't necessarily gel I, with I, me like the controls were f- i think it just lacked a bit of personality maybe but uh, clearly not for some other people yes because uh i wish i liked it as much as our listeners yeah i think it's one of those ones too where if i'd have spent more time with it maybe i'd like it more as well uh, yeah to a number seven number six 
Marvel Snap. Hey! Right. A lot That's of people well, taking a lot of shits this year. Yes. <laughs> Ten and two, and then the listeners are sort of in the middle. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Uh, number five, Cult of the Lamb. Okay. Very nice. People love to influence others. <laughs> yes. Number four, we're talking Pokemon Legends Arceus. Hell yeah. Ooh. Okay. Pokemon popular. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet got some votes, less popular. Yeah, shit. As it should be. The people are <laughs> correct, yeah. <laughs> Number three, Horizon Forbidden West. See, that's, yeah, I guess this was a huge game for people. This was yeah. a big, major AAA release, and the people who didn't have to play uh, Elden Ring immediately afterwards and then review it. Well, uh, they... bite, bite your tongue. Hey, they could have played Elden Ring six months later. That is true. And loved it. Um, but her, yeah, it, it, it is an easier one to go back to as well. But uh, right. Forbidden West is great. Number two, God of War Ragnarok. Wow. Wow. Which you didn't have on your list because you hate. Yeah, you I said it was on your worst of the <laughs> had it at number the five. List. There is a time code in the description <laughs> for the end of the spoiler chat. Yeah. Well, you spoil... <laughs> on it, if you didn't listen to the spoiler chat, Adam just goes on a negative rant about <laughs> yeah. the game. Not true. <laughs> spoiled is in like spoiled milk. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I like... It is day. my fifth favourite game of the year. God of War. <laughs> I'm so conscious because like, I think that we do have like a more disappointed or negative reaction to it than a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it's pure... Yeah. I think a lot of it is because of the the story stuff too, which makes some sense because, you know, it is a little more Marvel or whatever, but it clearly hits with a lot of people yeah. to the same degree as that first one. Yep. And I wish that had happened with me. I really do. Because it was almost there and fuck, the game is good though. Yeah. The actual game, still God of Warring, but... Can't match up with the listener number one, which received something like 46% yeah. of just the vote for number one for first place. Right, yeah. right, right. So this is truly the number one, and it is for us as well. It's it, 46% it, of the listeners, and guess what? 100% of the hosts. <laughs> That's right. We're talking. Austin what the Powers Pinball. <laughs> It's a callback, boys. <laughs> it's a callback. Uh, yeah, the remake 20 years yes. later. Who'd have thought it'd still have the same magic? Yes. It's We've been pussyfooting around it this whole time. It's Elden Ring, It's bitch. Elden Ass yeah. Ring, baby. You're talking one of the greatest games ever made. Yes. Yeah. Elden Rusi. <laughs> he put his whole Miyazakusi into this yeah. one. <laughs> Rise, Tanush, Tanush. Tarnish, tarnish doosie. Fuck. Oh. Um, yeah, fucking great game. I It got me into the From Software games properly mm. yeah. and went back and played and completed Bloodborne and almost completed Dark Souls 3. It is that good. You it know what popped into my, my mind about seven <laughs> other games. It's a complete uh, summation of everything they've been trying to do with these so far. And, then an, a, and an elevation, right? And then an yeah. elevation on top of it. Yeah. Just this real... Like touch point we're gonna have about good game like Breath of the Wild style. We made the comparisons yeah. at the time. It is it's been so fascinating as well. I love it when you see a game breach the fucking wall that is still up around video games mm -hmm. and become a your least interested friend going, What's up with this Elden Ring thing? Yeah. yeah. yeah Same yeah. as Animal Crossing in twenty twenty. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just it really became this uh, pop culture moment. Yeah. It, I was thinking this popped into my head during the week, Ben, that in the week that it came out, uh, I remembered, a. I think you made a post or you commented on someone's post in our Facebook where you're like, I'm out. I don't get this. 
<laughs> I yeah. Don't, yeah. I, I think your exact quote was, I don't understand why you would deliberately make a game too hard. I remember and seeing I, that because uh, yeah. I remember having the thought, I don't want to have a fight about this on the podcast. Because <laughs> I felt the same. Well, I was like, well, not not quite to that extent, but yeah. I, I I went in thinking like, this is going to be a huge thing. I got to I got to give it a little go for the pod, and was just like, I oh, just I'm never going to get this. It's just not for me, and that's fine. And then yeah, getting over that first hurdle that mm. was really keeping me at arm's length. And then thinking like, all right, well, I could do that. That literally right. seemed like I was never going to be able to do that. Right. And I did yeah. that and this maybe market. I could do the rest of it. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's it's so good. Hey. It's the so best game maybe of all time. This <laughs> is what I went back to today because I hadn't, I hadn't sat down with it for a little while. Right. So yeah. I threw it on this morning to just kind of like re-familiarize myself with it and I think what's I, I mean, this is a game that people are going to be talking about and playing for years and years and years to come. Yeah, uh, helped by the fact that like it really is so easy to jump back into, like something like a, a Horizon Forbidden West. A thing that I was not jiving with it was was like how many different little you got to hold this trigger to bring up this wheel and yeah. you know just like how everything is kind of like hard to. This is just like. Your attacks are there. Mm-hmm. You've got your little thing down the bottom that tells you where stuff is on the D-pad. It's all there. There's yeah. none of these systems that's like, and, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles is the same. Like right. I said, try and go back to that. It's like, I really don't think, I think it's going to take me, you know, probably an hour of playing to muddle around and get back in. And this is like, it's so demandingly difficult, but it is such a simple game. Mm, There's yeah. not a million systems. It's just like, it's you all there. with the shield. You attack with your weapon. Yep. You sprint with circle. You're not picking you up a wheel to But then at some point you can be like, shit, like yeah. oh, there's, but there, you can magic with this one too. And like, yeah. it has you, that you depth can do in a, it. A parry sort of build where, yeah. Right. You've got so many different options yeah. that once you crack that nut of that you're allowed to play it differently to the way you weren't enjoying. Right. Or yes. you're, you, you, there's some part of it that you will be able to figure out mm. that will allow you to play it. Even in terms of like most of like the little enemy camps or areas that you come up to where you feel like, oh, I'm just getting destroyed here. Like you can find a way to sneak around and right. come up behind them or just Which bypass it entirely. the new thing about it, right? And like, yes, being able to get into Elden Ring like enabled me to get into Dark Souls, etc. Mm. But when I was trying to play Bloodborne initially and the Demon Souls remake, I just was getting stuck and and having no recourse. You know, it's like, well, sure. if you can't get past this bit in the level, you have to keep trying until you do. And every right. time you die, you will lose any progress you made if you're not level. You know, so and you've like, got the option of like well, you could have made a magic character before, right. but you didn't. So yeah. now you're stuck here as the or what? But Elden Ring really opens that whole side of it up. Yes, it's yeah. so fucking smart. It's the fact that it is depending on what you think of Sekiro as whether it's one of these or not, the sixth mm. or seventh time they've done it, mm-hmm. sort of. They really fucking... Uh, they're fucking learning, dude. <laughs> it is. Because, yeah, going back, it's like... Dark Souls 3 is, you know, it is it's comparable enough. But then, you know, I, I did eventually go back and play one and just the the... You know, the fast twitch isn't quite there. The game is a bit slower. The controls are a bit clunkier. 
Elden Ring is just absolutely top of the line. It's so responsive. You really do feel fully in control. Yeah. And I know, like, the previous games would be games, Nox, that where you've said, like, it, if you fuck up, if you die, it is your fault. But uh, there were still... They were a bit clunkier. They don't have the, like, the, the modern type of control. Like, yeah. it's it's... Yeah, they're they're a bit stiffer in those right. ways and whatever, and it like this is the most streamlined way it's so, that it's any of those precise, are precise. It's responsive. You really feel in control, and if you're playing, and you can like, jump and shit now, and you can exactly, you know like yeah. it's just it's you got a horsey. It, you got going a, horsey. a little easier on you. Give you horsey. Well, goat mo- magical goat monster, yeah, whatever he is. Yeah, I guess I forget Steed. what he is. Torrent. Yes, uh, that is awesome. That like um, adding that sort of uh, rapid traversal to the world is fun. The world is well designed. Yeah, the aesthetics are so fucking beautiful. Yeah. and 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 you know foreboding and but inviting at the same time. Right. It's so good at doing that thing of like everything's like oh is this gonna kill you? Yeah, but also you want to go see if it fucking kills That's you. That's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah, as opposed to another game. I mean, I would love this even if it was just like that challenge wasn't there and I was just running around yeah. this environment environment yeah. or like invincible or whatever because it's like it yeah the design of it is so incredible and a, yeah, a big enemy taking you out in a game that's like less beautifully designed is just like oh fuck that but mm. like coming around a corner and a thing just wipes you out it's like wow that thing looked cool as hell right like, the design of everything is just I- impeccable like the environment it has that thing of the breath of the wild but, you know, I'm sorry that I'm going to reference that game a million times and talking about it. It's the one before to. this that yeah. was as at the level that this is at. Yeah. But it's got that same design principle of like, oh, what's that over there? That you really do notice lacking in lesser open world yeah. things where they've just kind of chucked it all together and not thought about how every point should have a point where you can be looking over and being like, what the hell is that over mm. there? Yeah, like yeah. It just it all flows so beautifully, even though it is so big and open and like... Even just fucking around with it for an hour and a half this morning, I stumbled over like nine really cool little bits. Where it was like, oh, what's this little fucking village? And right. like, oh, this little bit here. Like, you just are constantly finding cool little rundown, half submerged churches, and mm-hmm. yeah, just r- not just yeah, not just like another barn or whatever. Like, genuinely, truly creative and interesting the, environmental design. It's yeah. so cool, and the way the map just fucking zooms out a little bit more every time you go to a new bit. Mm. Yeah, the the revealing of the actual scale of that game with the like fucking underground sections and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so big, but all of it, it none of it feels like a. a there are areas in Dark Souls that feel more copy-pasted, shoehorned in than anything in this game does. Even though there are some repeated bosses in some bits and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's not perfect in those respects, but it's fucking impressive how close it gets for the size and complexity of the game it is, even though I don't mean complexity of, like, hard to wrap your head around, but Mm. just, like, the scale of it right right and every yeah, little yeah. bit i mean i haven't finished it but i've sunk you know probably more time into it than a lot of other games that you know i have finished uh you know of, of their runtime but every little bit that i've been to has felt almost like a full game right. in its own mm. in its own little biome by the time i've gone around and like just doing one castle where it's like you know what i saw so much stuff shit in here and like this took me ages and was challenging that like 
I think I ended up putting it down because comedy festival started and then, yeah, just had, like t- took a while to come back to it because I was just like, yeah, I think that's what's great about it. And it's the same with Breath of the Wild where by the time I, I put off doing the final boss for so long yes, because I was like, oh, I don't want it to be over and then did it and was like, oh, it was fine, but it was like far and it wasn't, you know, I've, I felt like I'd finished the game already because I'd seen... Right. So much of the good shit. I was yeah. like, you know, long before it's I did hard the boss, for a I was game like, like that to have a climax. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's not really like that. It's, yeah, yeah. It's I've like done a, a flat f- story basically. Yeah. yeah, I've done a fraction of it, but I feel like I've taken in eight <coughs> games worth of shit already, mm. just in the slither that I've done. And then you can go back and do it all again with a character that plays very differently yeah with with a different build like it's just it's like there's multiple endings that literally you can just have a different experience of the story yeah there's all the multiplayer stuff they've added more to it in a patch yes. that you can go and do that and like, like i'm never gonna regret this but the multiplayer is too fucking hard i don't understand why you would put <laughs> multiplayer in where everyone's just so much better than you um it is like it's uh, that's a cool addition. The free, the free multiplayer DLC, the Coliseum stuff. It, yeah. it, it has, yeah. People are putting me on my ass again after having, you know, done four or five, um, whatever they call it, playthroughs with the same character. Yeah. Um. Uh. It's and yeah. Look, I I was still discovering new stuff on on the fourth or fifth playthrough. It's there's so much shit in there. Like it is. It it's the way it harkens back to older games where it is. Just real secrets, real yeah. stuff that yeah. you will not stumble across unless you're hunting around for it. It feels like you are genuinely discovering stuff. I think better than Breath of the Wild, it has that um, feeling of discovery and it's not just the same enemy uh, assets, you know? Not it is usually. Brand, well, yeah, usually it is new, you know, um, new environments, new enemies, unique enemies unique npcs and it it feels like a game that you would have played in the 90s where you're just like i don't know what's around the fucking corner and yeah. i'm loving every minute of it this was the same as like why demons and dark souls were such a revelation back right. then for people because th- them coming along at a time when games had changed so much to be very corridor shootery to right to go boom very it tutorialized was like yeah they didn't used to be game tutorials yeah. and now it became so handholdy yeah. and it continues to be this game series that isn't a series but like this style of game that feels like it's from this other dimension mm. where like that nes type of sensibility this castlevania style of thing right was the the way the games evolved yeah like coming across this weird turtle in the galapagos where (laughs) yeah fuck it's delicious this turtle i mean this is still like huge and sold millions of copies on obviously but like it it's still it's like compared to something like it's so easy to be cynical about games that get made like something like that saints row game Mm -hmm. this year that came out and people were just like oh it's kind of weak and rushed out and just very much like made by committee to be a product right this is like one of those ones that is just like just a genuine work of art on every level like no one here is going like oh we've got to think about accessibility or we've got to think about like making this like marketable or whatever like Mm -hmm. it's got a little tutorial in it that you can (laughs) very easily miss but it's also like i kind of like that there's no i mean yeah, a lot of stuff this year was let down for me by that plodding yeah. beginning of it. And it's like, if something's going to take me ages to get into, I would rather it be this boss fight that puts me on my ass and makes me think like I'm not going to be able to play the game mm. than it be close to 10 hours worth of cutscenes. You know, right. this is just like, 
this feels like a super old school game in that way of like 16-bit, you maybe got a screen mm. giving you a bit of background and then you're just in. Yeah. You're not being guided around. You're not Go like, for your life, yeah. figure it out. And for this type of game specifically, like you said a bit before, like an open world is cool, but when the open world is doing the thing on top of your Dark Souls game where instead of just bashing your head against this thing, you can turn around. Right. It it works as a design thing in a way that a lot of other open world games don't mm. um, in the, for, for this. And I also really liked the like story and world and all of that stuff in it. Yes, as me well. too. Me too. It was like It's not it's not the most like clear narrative and mm. I think we talked about that a few weeks ago with like it being nominated for best story I think or best narrative at the game best awards. Best narrative I think was the word yeah, that it was like well it's not a narrative. It's not quite a narrative and and you can go to all the different bosses in various orders and stuff after a point but the world and the story that you do come to learn uh, largely by yeah bosses talking for 30 seconds in a cutscene. Which then, can make no sense to you right, at one point and then right. later on you're like, holy fuck, that's Mikola. Exactly, and then you're yes. like, but the first, they're all talking about Mikola the first time. You're like, shut the fuck up about Mikola. I yeah. don't care who. But then one day she said, oh, fucking egg, man. And then you can you <laughs> learn even more by doing all these side quests that are totally optional and mostly missable. Yeah. You know, if you're just if you don't know that you're meant to be looking out for this stuff. The feeling of coming across the biggest fucking thing that you've ever seen and you could never have found it if you didn't want to. Yeah. You know, like I'm exaggerating, but not real like Yeah, yeah. It's such a good game. We've sung its praises often yeah we did a couple episodes in a row about it i think and yeah. now we've we've uh Kept checking back on it throughout the year yeah and half the listeners also agree with us yes. already but yeah. like fuck it's good fucking good game 11 out of 10 um i can't wait to see if they do some real like chunky dlc for it aside from just the multiplayer stuff i hope they do because they didn't for sekiro but they have done at least one for all of the others yeah yeah so um maybe they're working on a bloodborne pc port that's 60 frames per second yeah maybe maybe yeah i don't know i'd love to see either just get it to work on elden ring 2 or whatever and yeah dlc for this whatever it is uh i want to know about it soon Mm -hmm. and i want to set aside some goodbye girlfriend time (laughs) yeah to to play it yeah (laughs) um good game great game. game yeah yeah all right, well, good couple of eps, I reckon. Good couple of eps. We started uh, part one saying it's been an okay year for games. And it just, I mean, yeah, that's true. But also maybe the best game of all time came out this year as well. So and the more I've talked about stuff, I've been like, yeah, I actually did. You know you know what I mean? Like, I did like everything more than I thought I did when I was putting my list yeah. together. God, when I started talking about it. I want to talk more, With- if you can believe it, about <laughs> God of War Ragnarok <laughs> one day. Once, once... Uh, it's just an interesting thing to look back on, and I almost want to play the story again or watch bits of mm. it. I, but and there's so many games that might have ended up on this list that I think I want to yeah. play more of. Like I never played Rollerdrome, I yeah. never played enough of Sifu, Pentiment. I want to play yeah. more. Like we'll do. I think we did this. We've done this a few times. A sort of summer summer games catch up where yeah, we do we will, exactly yeah. that. Bit of holiday reading. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, yeah. Next week we'll do. Next week I believe we're doing our preview. Okay. Preview yeah. of 2023. Oh, Some good fucking games coming out next year That's too. That's true. Yeah, it never but, stops. Uh, this multi-billion dollar industry <laughs> just keeps going. Before we do that, uh, we will 
uh, sign off for the year and thank, of course, our listeners. Yeah. We love you. We're doing the show for you. Uh, it wouldn't exist without your support, your continued listenership. Uh, we love getting messages and emails and stuff from from everyone uh, who's nice, <laughs> and uh, which 99% of, of them are. It's so, so cool to have, yeah, been doing this for... Over seven years now, mm. yeah, and and to still have, uh, yeah, a, a great listenership, uh, it's yeah, it's the reason that we're we're still doing it. We love you guys and yeah. girls. Thanks so much for listening. Mm. Anyone new who comes along, cool, but also you're the real ones. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're going back through the catalog, I meant you too. Yeah, if you've listened to it in the future, but and yeah, every yeah, the, the thanks are for the girl listening to this, <laughs> and, 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 and any anyone who listens to this, it, yeah. uh, is yeah. crazy, and we we love it. Yeah, thank you to everyone on Patreon. Yes, um, and thank well, you to. We'll, we'll thank them specifically, I'm sure, the patrons. I don't intend to. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to shake their hands one by one. <laughs> thanks to you boys for another year. Yeah, thank you, guys. guys. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Tommy. It's Always been, a pleasure, never a chore. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to uh, be doing a job where you work with your friends and you're their boss. I love this fucking art form. I love talking about this art form. Shame this has to be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, for, for everyone listening, another year ahead uh, that I'm sure is going to be a sick one. So many good yeah. games we'll on the horizon. We'll talk about what we're looking forward to next week. That's oh, right. Man. Do, um, do you want to quickly go through our top tens again just yes. to summarise it for yes. everybody? Yeah, sure. Let's do. I think that's interesting. Okay, to I had... 10, Marvel Snap, 9, Ghostwire Tokyo, 8, Pokemon Legends Arceus, 7, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, 6, Stray, 5, Splatoon 3, 4, Cult of the Lamb, 3, Neon White, 2, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and number 1, Elden Ring. (laughs) (laughs) My number 10 was Rollerdrome. My number 9, Ghostwire Tokyo. Number eight, Vampire Survivors. Number seven, The Case of the Golden Idol. Number six, Oli Oli World. Number five, Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. Number four, Fart, Changing Pants. Number three, Elekhead. Number two, Marble Snap. And number one, Elden Ring. Uh, number 10 for me, Fart Changing Pants. Now, uh, no, number 10, Vampire Survivors. Number nine, Ghostwire Tokyo. Number eight, Mario Plus Rabbit, Sparks of Hope. Seven, Splatoon 3. Six, Horizon Forbidden West. Five, God of War, Ragnarok. Four, Bayonetta 3. Three, The Case of the Golden Idol. Two, I mean, <laughs> uh, The Case of the Golden Idol. Yes, full stop. Two, <laughs> Neon White. One, Elden Ring. Yeah. All right, guys, filthycasuals.com.au for all the stuff we have. The Patreon, get on there yes. if you'd like to support the show. Check we've, out our YouTube videos. We've done a year in review on the Patreon as well, so mm-hmm. anything that's not games, uh, it's probably a good one to dive in on for if you're a first-timer. Stuff yeah. of the year. Stuff of the year. We'll see you next year for our look ahead at 2023. But until then, thanks for listening. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals... You know what? Doing these podcasts with you guys has made me really think that maybe the actual best game of the year was Elden Ring. (laughs) 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 Woo! 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.